Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So last night we were watching the town hall with Donald Trump here on TimCast IRL. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but when they wrapped the show up, I was like, oh, I, I guess the show's over. Because we had planned for the show to go till 930. And we noticed a couple things. There were weird commercials back to back. They did no commercials and all of a sudden went to commercial, then came back for like 10 minutes and then went to commercial again and then abruptly shut the show down. It is confirmed that CNN cut the show short by 20 minutes. And we don't know why, but I think it's because Donald Trump was roasting them on their own network. Everyone was cheering and they panicked. So we're going we're gonna to talk about the ramifications of this. We've got CNN employees are in revolt. All of the liberal left are screaming, how dare you, CNN? And I think CNN is now bleeding what little audience it had left. Jeff Zucker turned the network from generic corporate news into leftist psych- psychopathy. And now those people are furious. And Chris Licht, the new CEO, he's not going to be able to bring that back. Sorry, you can't, you can't resurrect this corpse. Then we got other big news. Daniel Penny, the man in New York who was defending people from a violent, deranged man who then tried to save that man will be criminally charged. So thanks to the uh, likes of people like AOC in the far left, they're getting what they want. And this man who was trying to save others and the violent perpetrator himself, yeah, he's going to get locked up. He's getting manslaughter charges, which I imagine he'll likely, I mean, maybe he'll plea, take, take a plea. Maybe he'll get convicted. I think he's going to do some kind of time. So we'll talk about that. Plus, Elon Musk has appointed a new CEO or he's announced a new CEO of Twitter coming soon. And uh, we think we know who it is. The Wall Street Journal has the report. Before we get started, my friends, head over to castbrew.com and purchase Cast Brew Coffee. We have just launched the Cast Brew Coffee Club, where for 40 bucks, you get three different roasts per month. And that's actually a pretty good deal because normally it would be like 46 to 50 bucks. So it's, it's a big discount. And we're, we, have a, we're, we're, we have to update it, but there's going to be a discount system where after a certain amount of time, like six months, the price drops even further for our longstanding customers. And uh, the other news, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we've sold out of Rise with Roberto Jr. So thank you guys so much for supporting Casper Coffee. That just basically means we sold a lot of coffee. Yeah, we sold out. And, uh, and then some. So we're, we're, we're roasting the next batch for everybody. Go to Casper.com if you want to support the show because we are sponsoring ourselves in light of everything that's happening in this, in this world. We got another story, too, pertaining to Jeremy's chocolate. A gay conservative professor was put on leave for just having the chocolate available for people to eat. That's it. So we're, we're going to talk about the parallel economy, too. Don't forget to also head over to TimCast.com. Click that Join Us button in the menu bar. Sign, sign up to become a member. And you can hang out in our Discord server with like-minded individuals and submit questions for our members-only uncensored show Monday through Thursday at 10, 10 p.m. We're going to have one of those uncensored shows on the front page of TimCast.com at about 10 p.m. 10, 10 p.m. is when it usually goes live. And uh, we'd like to see you there. So become a member, support our work. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share this show if you really do like it. That one's really important. And uh, you can follow the show at TimCast.IRL. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Oren McIntyre. Hey, man. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, I'm over at The Blaze. Got a show there, the Oren McIntyre podcast. I've also got a YouTube channel, Twitter, all that stuff, talking about political philosophy, news of the day, that kind of stuff. 
Well, right on. Thanks for hanging out. It should be fun. Absolutely. We got Seamus. My name is Seamus Coughlin. We're on a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We usually upload Tuesdays and Thursdays, but we decided we're going to upload Friday this week because we wanted to polish the video up a little bit more. So if you guys want to go over there and subscribe, we will be releasing that tomorrow. We also have a membership portal at freedomtunes.com where you can become a member and get an extra cartoon each week as well as more behind the scenes stuff. How fun. Very fun. How you doing? I'm Phil Abonte. I am the lead singer of All That Remains. I am an anti-communist and a counter-revolutionary. Dude, that, that, that new song, I was blasting it all day. I, I appreciate that. I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything about the new All That Remains stuff, but no, no joke, I was blasting Tim has it. Heard, Tim has heard some stuff, and, and we are excited to uh, present it. It is sufficiently aggressive for the Fall of Ideals fans, I promise. So Nice. I've heard some stuff as well. It's pretty Sick. good. Yeah, Cheers, yeah. man. Thank you. Uh, and I am Surge.com. I'm ready to get to it, Tim, whenever you are. Let's jump into this first story. Look at this from Newsweek.com. CNN cutting Donald Trump town hall short by 20 minutes raises questions. I love this. They say uh, the former president, 2024 primary contender, took to the stage, blah, blah, blah. In a statement to Newsweek earlier this week, the network said it was our job, despite his unique circumstances, to do what we do best. Blah, blah. We get it. Dylan Byers, a senior correspondent at Puck News, tweeted on Wednesday that the town hall was scheduled as a 90-minute broadcast, though the network expected the actual event to go as long as 75 minutes. He went on to say that it was ended less than 70 minutes in. In other words, they could have gone longer if they wanted, which is usually what executives do with big ratings draws, and it was. It pulled in 3.3 million viewers, which is massive for CNN. Yet for some reason, two interesting things. The first... 40 minutes in, we get this abrupt commercial. And I was like, oh, they did a commercial. That's weird. Normally, when they do events like this, there's no commercials. And that's it was weird for us. I'm like, I guess we're going to go to commentary while we wait for the commercial to pass. Show comes back for a few minutes, jumps to commercial again. Okay, that's that's really weird. They come back. Well, that's it for tonight. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Off. I wonder what happened. What do you what do you guys think happened? Do you think it was that Trump was just doing such an amazing job? Yeah, I don't know. I would imagine that's why, but it's really shocking to me that CNN would have the self-awareness to stop focusing on Trump when they were getting good ratings from it, because the entire story of 2016 was them focusing on him nonstop and boosting his public platform, all the while claiming to hate him because they knew it would pull in more money for them. So it's kind of out of character for them to try to pull back from Trump, even when the optics are good for him. You know what I think it is? I think CNN used to be generic corporate press. I used to have CNN on 24-7. I would turn the TV on, put it to CNN, and then I would just start working. Because when breaking news would happen, they'd be like, breaking news, a tornado was touched down. And I'd be like, oh, wow, CNN, they get it quick. And then at some point, it was just nothing but Trump. And then I was like, okay, this is doing nothing for me. There's no news here. It was just people opining. So I turned it off. When I turned it off, and a bunch of other moderates and independents and people like me turned it off, the only people left standing watching that were anti-Trump psychopaths, mm -hmm. which CNN was courting. Years later, that's the only group of people who watches the network. So when they said, we're going to do a Donald Trump town hall, and Chris Lick, the CEO, is like, we're going to build our, our credibility back up with, with America, they looked at what was going on. They looked at the feedback, and they were like, we are getting obliterated right now. Uh, Cut it. If you were paying attention to Twitter and stuff, the talk amongst a lot of the more vocal leftists was how the audience response was laughing and, and enjo basically enjoying the Trump show. They were, you know, laughing and getting along. You know, it, it was great for them. And I think that that was one of the things that really made a big difference. I think that CNN realized that essentially they were hurting their, their arguments and 
allowing Trump to embarrass them. And I think that, that was one of the big things for them to to uh, take them down. I think that that they the comments on CNN or on Twitter were making making effect. Matt Gates called it a mercy rule. He says, I've never seen a town hall get called like a mercy rule before. That really happened. Yes. Yeah, there, there was a real sense of panic. You could tell that you were not supposed to allow Trump to kind of have that magic back yep. again. He is in his element when he's destroying the media, when he's kind of just breaking that mystery about them, you know, that, that kind of thin veneer of civility where they kind of pretend like they don't hate America, but it's very clear that they do. <laughs> and he just enrages them in the way that no one else does when he's doing, you know, his thing up there. And so when you saw the people laughing, when you saw him joking, when you saw him pulling attention away from the host, embarrassing him, when he, that moment when he breaks out his own tweets that he's printed up, I mean, you knew it was done after that. Yeah. And they were obviously losing control. Yeah, absolutely. And part of what's so remarkable about this is that this was not a Trump rally. It might have felt like one, but this is a CNN town hall, which means the kind of person going to that isn't necessarily who you would expect to be Trump's demographic of supporters. And he was crushing. He was absolutely killing it there. And I think that made them really panic, too. Would you see that clip where they ask the panel about the town hall and they're like, does it bother you that Trump won't stop talking about 2020? And the guy goes, you asked him about 2020. <laughs> and they were like, well, well, right. But, you know, he, he talks about it a lot. And he's like, maybe you could ask him about something else. And it's like, well, yeah, yes, we could. Yeah, they screwed this whole thing up. Well, I think Trump did a great job. And what CNN has often done is they've taken clips of Trump out of context to try to make it as unflattering as possible. And I'm not saying Trump does it or hasn't said things that are very easy to spin in a negative way, right? The, the guy isn't always prudent with his choice of words. No, but However, he's always hilarious. But he's always hilarious. And they just gave that unfiltered hilariousness directly to their audience. And they have this woman on stage who's constantly interrupting, constantly trying to cut him off and constantly trying to do the finger wagging, which becomes much more obnoxious when you're there with the person who's entertaining them, right? Extremely so, off-putting, yes. Exactly. So if you have footage of Trump killing it at a rally and everyone's having fun and it's enjoyable, and then you take footage of that and you go, this was bad. I'm wagging my finger. How horrible. That's kind of annoying, right? But if you're at the event actively trying to stop the fun from happening, those are the worst possible optics. No one's on your side. <laughs> no one is on your yeah, side. You're, why are you trying to throw a wet blanket on the funny man? Exactly. Let the funny man be yeah, funny. We're, we're having a good time, huh? What are you, what are you doing? We're, and, we're here listening to Trump make jokes. And exactly. And she became an unwitting performer, right? And this is sort of how Michael Malice describes trolling. He says, turning someone else into an unwitting performer, which I think can be a solid definition for what yeah. trolling is. Mm -hmm. And there became something that was kind of comical about the fact that every time he was talking, she was like, no, wait, no, 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 I have, no, I, I have to, I have to, I have to correct that. You're no, a I, nasty I, 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 person. You're just very nasty. It was the it, teacher chasing the child as the child's <laughs> running through the room, throwing stuff, and the teacher's just running after the kid, trying to get the kid to sit down, and would you put that down, and no, get over here, well, and put that, don't no, put your, don't no, put your finger in there, but that's exactly what she was doing, and Donald Trump's, <laughs> And it's and people are dying and he is just absolutely making a fool of this woman. Well, it was you, wonderful. You could really see that dynamic when he's like, oh, or she kept saying, you can't keep calling it a rigged election. You can't keep saying that. I'm like, I can do it. Right exactly. He just runs right over. He, he, she has no control over the situation. This is supposed to be an inquisition. They're supposed to bring Trump up there and hold him accountable and, you know, make make the entire audience just see his evil ways. And he's just making them look hilarious. And that's the worst thing that can happen when you're trying to be in a position of authority persecuting. Well, so, so, so do you guys think Trump's back? 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Trump is back. That's a complicated question. That's yeah, a complicated a question. Complicated I mean, question. how is he going to pull with the American people overall? I don't know. I will say this was good for him. This was very yeah. good for him. Best day I, since I heard someone's on the on the way in i heard someone talking about it the best day since he went to ohio what what was ohio when he went to, to the ohio and uh, at the train derailing oh right 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 you know? yeah absolutely this this brought back a lot of that energy in the beginning it was a little slow it was yep. a little i was like oh come on man and then in the end he's standing up and he's like no no boy you're a nasty woman nasty was a nasty person Nasty something person. like that he's like you're very nasty he says like oh boy are you nasty something along those lines <laughs> Because what what we're getting out of this town hall is a guy kind of giving us legitimate answers. Look, I don't. Do, do you want Ukraine to win the war? I want people to stop dying. Oh, oh, now, now even Newsweek has it. Look at this. That's a very good diplomatic yeah. answer to that, right? Because because do you want to go ahead Look and be that. like, yeah, we have to smash Russia because yeah. you know we're only like closer to nuclear war than we've been since the '60s. This is, this is what they wrote. Speaking at the town hall, Trump would not say whether he wanted Ukraine to win the war against Russia. A battle the Biden admin has supported with aid. And said the U.S. might as well default on its debt, despite warning the potential or for devastating economic impact if it did. Uh, I'm all for that. Like I'm all for letting the default happen. I'm like, y y we can't just live this way. I think Trump's strategy on Ukraine. I, I know what his strategy is. It's sit down with Putin and Zelensky and say what ends this war, and then having them both be like X, Y, and Z. And he goes, done. That's it. Mm -hmm. And that means both parties are going to be unhappy. But mm -hmm. the problem is the zealots in this country. You have to march in lockstep with the cult. And this is why I say like the, 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 the woke stuff has nothing to do with leftist ideology in its root. Because there's no reason why Ukraine's war support, that, that support for war in Ukraine has nothing to do with Marxism or communism or any ideologies or anything like that. It's just you have to be marching in lockstep. That's what Caitlin Collins was, was hoping to get. That's what Cena was hoping to get. Do you want Ukraine to win the war? And Trump says what most Americans probably accepted and wanted to hear. We want people to stop dying. Yep. Just stop the war. Just just make it stop. There we go. You can't have that. Nope. Got to shut that down. No. As if, as if he's supposed to come out and, and be some kind of war hawk. Of course, that's exactly what they want. Like you said, they want him to go out there and, and basically be as bombastic as he usually is, but with a nuclear armed power instead. And I'm not saying that Trump being bombastic has, has always been a bad thing with respect to foreign policy. There's a good argument to be made that his brashness is part of why Putin didn't invade Ukraine while Trump was in office and waited until there was a ice cream loving child sniffing man with dementia in office to make that move. But She's clearly trying to coax Trump into saying something that would be bad for, A, his public image, and also the United States standing on the world stage. It's good that he's handling this as diplomatically as he is. 3.3 million viewers. That's a big deal for CNN. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they normally can't muster that up. But uh, we got more news. CNN's own employees are disparaging the Trump town hall. Employees inside the company are slamming the network for giving Trump a platform to spout false claims on a multitude of issues. We have this uh, thread from Brian Stelter. I love this one because it shows how out of touch they are. 
Chris Licht begins CNN's 9 a.m. editorial call praising Caitlin Collins for a, quote, masterful performance last night. He says, I couldn't be more proud of her and the whole team in New Hampshire. Then he says he's aware of the backlash. More to come. Okay. CNN's doomed. If, if they thought Caitlin Collins did a good job, that they're just done. It was, it was a poor performance by an individual who should not be in that position. Caitlin Collins does not have the persona, the presence, the gravitas, the talent capability to stand up against a Donald Trump figure in this way. She just comes off as whiny the whole time, constantly interrupting him. No fun. She was literally the no fun person. Yeah. But, but that's like all the press can do at this point, right? Yeah. Like they all know that they're not allowed to be objective anymore. They all know that they're not allowed to let him get up there and give a fair hearing. They all understand that it's their job to destroy this person publicly. Mm -hmm. And if they don't do that, they're going to get criticized for being too light on Trump, yep. for facilitating him, for, you know, and putting him up there. And so they understand that they have to just badger him like this. And it doesn't matter how ridiculous they look because they don't care about the audience and they don't care about the ratings. They care about the approval of their friends. They care about the approval of the crowd. They care about their standing in the progressive movement that's all that matters they're not journalists in any kind of significant way that you think about they are very clearly democratic apparatchiks and that's the yes. only measure of success they have this is, this is this is really good news really really good news they are eating themselves from the inside they can't this was 3.3 million viewers cnn needs this kind of traffic they need to go on tv and have a real conversation about what, what americans actually want they can't because the cult is holding them down yep. by their ankles. This just means CNN, I hope you're listening, CNN, or if you work there, your company is crumbling because you are a zombie cult. And I don't care. In fact, I'm ready to crack open that Louis the 13th and share a little <laughs> bottle of fine cognac to celebrate the demise of CNN. I can't wait for it. AOC M Lauren MTV Southern News is gone. We'll mix it with Diet Coke. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> M MTV News just died. BuzzFeed News is over. Vice is nearing bankruptcy. It's amazing. Well, Soros, I guess, is bailing out Vice. And now CNN can't even do any. It's like, I, I just want to say how funny it is that CNN is desperate saying, please help us watch our channel. And they finally got something, Trump. And they're like, this might save us. And the left comes with pitchforks, crowbars, and baseball bats. Struggle bashes. session, oh, engage. Yep. Well, and, and it's like Oren said, every single move that they make is calculated to boost their own personal social credit score. Every single one of these people. Mm -hmm. All that matters is that those around them say you were a good person progressive you behaved well you did what you were supposed to do you pushed back properly none of it's about trying to find common ground none of it's about trying to get more information for their audience about the 2020 election about the russia ukraine conflict about any other relevant issue it's about showing them that i'm good because i don't like trump we are we are closer to nuclear war than we have been since the 60s it is an actual possibility that i mean no one would be completely and utterly shocked if putin launched a couple nuclear uh, artillery strikes well, right, in Ukraine. No one would be, it wouldn't be like, oh my God, that came out of nowhere. No, they're at war and they've, they've got, there's a lot of people dying and that is something that could actually I happen. I, I want to tell you what I see when I watch the CNN thing. It feels like I went to a skate park. And they didn't say anything about that. It, it feels like I'm at a skate park and there's a bunch of little kids on scooters riding around and you're like, these kids don't know etiquette. They're going the wrong way. And it's very dangerous because if you're if you're going fast, you're going to do a big old kickflip, you crash into one of these kids, you get hurt, the kid gets hurt. It's like, oh, that's what I see when I watch CNN. Caitlin Collins is a really, really good example of this. It's obvious she has no idea what she's talking about. She has no views of her own to actually insert to, to debate Trump with. 
So instead, she's just debating him in a generic nah uh Yes. Nuh-uh. And my favorite example is when Trump said that he offered the National Guard to D.C., but it was rejected. She goes, that's not true. Your own Chris Chris Miller said it didn't happen. It, it is literally true. She was interrupting Trump and she was wrong, factually wrong. That's the worst thing. That, that, so you, you have someone, if Caitlin Collins is a pundit of someone who, who, who opines on issues and, no, and has an in-depth view on these things, and wanted to push back on Trump, I'd be like, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's a debate. But she's supposed to be a moderator. And what a moderator does says, Trump, here's a question. What do you think? Interesting. How do you respond to this question? If 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 Trump said, look, you know, I was I was offering up National Guard and they didn't want it. They said no. Then she said, well, Chris Miller wrote in his book that you did not authorize the deployment. Then he'd say, I did offer it to D.C. and they said no. So there is a difference. And the moderator 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 should then say, Okay, not nah. Yeah, nah, Seamus. Exactly. Well, it's, it's all about boosting that no. social credit score. And Phil, you made a very good point about the fact that there is very high risk of nuclear war. Any risk is too much risk yes. in some sense. But instead of focusing on that in and, engaging and the conversation, any questions well, about it. But instead of engaging that question with any level of social responsibility, yes. she wanted Trump to be as inflammatory yes. and bombastic as possible, and. Instead of focusing on the possibility of nuclear war, the left instead wants to prioritize the fact that you drove your car too many miles last week and that's making the weather angry, right? Like their apocalyptic fears are of things that everyday Americans do in order to live their lives. And they involve basically no focus on powerful people who are profiting millions, even billions of dollars off of these conflicts overseas that we don't need to be involved with, which could legitimately result in millions and millions and millions of deaths. I, 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 I do want to give a shout out to our friend Sonny Hostin over at The View for trashing Caitlin Collins over the Trump town hall <laughs> fiasco. Masterful job. Wow. I agree with her. Wow, she was surprised. Caitlin Collins exemplified what it means to be a world-class journalist. She asked tough, fair questions. CNN sent a statement after the town hall. And she followed up with a fact, followed up and fact-checked Trump in real time to arm voters with crucial information. That's what CNN is, is, is betting on. Activism. To be honest, I didn't like the platform, but I also want to say this because I know she's getting flack from, from some folks. Caitlin Collins did a masterful job, Griffin noted. Masterful job. Wow. <laughs> As a young woman seeing a 30-year-old journalist take it to one of the most powerful men in the world, Griffin continued, as Hawson Tout snide asides, she got in there, it's really easy. Hawson then proceeded to, mon uh, to Monday morning quarterback it. Well, we get it. I think, I think she did a terrible job. And if CNN is betting on that, I'm just really excited. That's, they, like, at least Don Lemon had some fire in him. You know what I mean? Like, Don Lemon was a crazy man. But he would argue with Vivek. And you'd be like, oh, I can't believe he's actually like, but you knew it was coming. You knew who he was. Caitlin Collins. It's like putting a, a mannequin on stage and then like pulling the ripcord. And she's like, no, Trump, you are wrong. Well, the one difference is she never asked him whatever your ethnicity is. Well, she was scolding him. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. That been <laughs> that I mean, yeah, yeah, go at this point, they just don't understand how to handle. I mean, he doesn't care. He doesn't give them the respect they believe they deserve. <laughs> they're so inept. They've never run into anyone who doesn't just automatically genuflect in front of them because mm. they're the media and they're the kingmakers. And you're, they're the ones that have to be served at any moment because they control your image. And that's what Trump does so well. He has the image. Maybe it's not always a great one. Sometimes he goes you know, wild, but he's the one in control. He's the one in the driver's seat and it drives them nuts. I mean, what are they going to do? They've called this 
guy Hitler. They've called this guy Satan. Are they going to pretend like he had a good performance? Are they going to pretend like their person did a bad job? They've got to lie about it. It's the only thing they've got left, and that's why they keep looking more and more ridiculous. Yeah. No. I wonder how much they pay her. Caitlin Collins, we talked about it last night. 77 cents on the dollar for the men they have working there, Tim. And it's a problem. And it's a problem. Well, actually, let, let me let me let me let me do some quick. Do you know uh, she made significantly less money than the man she was on stage with last night? Significantly lower <laughs> net worth overall. Let's do this. Explain that to me. Don Lemon Don Lemon's salary. Because I don't understand why the world All right, works check that it out. Way. The New York Times in April said Don Lemon's salary was seven million. All right, let's do uh Caitlin Collins salary. Here. And uh, Google says one to three million. So it's it's worse than 77 cents on the dollar, Seamus. I think that Don Lemon. It's like 40 cents on the dollar. And I'm sure they pull in the exact same numbers for the network. I'd be curious to see how much viewership Don Lemon pulls in as opposed to her. Because this could be a classic example of workplace sexism. And I think Don needs to acknowledge his unearned privilege. Well, apparently now they're going to give her Cuomo's time slot. Her? It's really sad. She's it's getting a... That's the, that's, I think that's confirmed actually. Oh my. That she's getting the 9 p.m. CNN time slot. And uh, it's just not, no. Like Aaron Burnett, I get. Like and, uh, Anderson Cooper, I get. Caitlin Collins, it's like a mannequin on TV. It's just like looking at a, a, a chunk of plastic with a, with a mouth just goes, rang, 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 rang. there's nothing there. That's how, trying, you view, that's how you view women, Tim? No, just Caitlin Sick. Collins. Like, Aaron Burnett actually man. has, like... He's sexist animal. But it's not sexist if I compliment another woman in the no, same I sentence. No, I know. I'm giving that you a hard it, You know what I mean? No, well, no. Any, anytime <laughs> you say... It. No, no, Tim, I don't think you understand It's this. like I had my fingers anytime crossed. Anytime you criticize any person from any group, that means you hate the entire group. Do you not understand? Oh. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. You're going to sexist jail. <laughs> no, I think... Um, I was like, I talked about this earlier, like, Dana Bash... Like CNN has female personalities and male personalities, and you get it. Kaylin Collins, I don't understand. They're just like, help, we need young people. What do we do? Like, this is the best we could do. I don't know. Throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. I, I want to figure out her ratings as opposed to Don Lemon's ratings to see if she's getting ripped off. I don't, I don't, I'll, I will negotiate for her. I will go to that network and let them know that she's worth more. Now, Don Lemon's not there anymore. Maybe they couldn't afford him given his ratings. I don't I, know. But I think it's telling that he makes so much more than her, and he's I, a man. I, we made. But I actually, fair point, I think we do need to, uh, every, every one of us tweet at CNN and demand they pay Caitlin Collins exactly what they pay Anderson Cooper. Mm -hmm. It is not fair. It's not fair. Know? And and when she takes, if she takes over the 9 p.m. slot, she should get 100% the same amount that Cuomo got. That's just how it works. And what was Cuomo's salary? Do, do we know what Cuomo's salary was? Seamus, I like your turn as the new Gloria Steinem. That's, Thank that's you. Well, I'm look, I, I someone has to continue the legacy. It's okay. very important. And what I will say is that according to two different sources, Anderson Cooper's Six salary million. is twelve million dollars. Twelve. Million. I don't want to live in a country where everyone isn't making twelve million dollars a year. Right. Like, remember when uh, Bloomberg spent five hundred million dollars on the election to get heckled? That, that was that, great. That to means, get bullied. That got, means there's three hundred million people in the United States. He could have given every American one million dollars. Remember, remember that lady said that. Yo, it's I like, do remember it's saying that. It's actually a dollar thirty, not a million dollars. <laughs> Everyone gets a dollar. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, no, no. I think if CNN doesn't pay Caitlyn Collins twelve million dollars, it proves they're sexist. That's so, exactly right. CNN. By the way, what find is the money somewhere? I think the average share in the national debt per person is about two hundred thousand dollars. So just to be clear, just to be clear, with the sum of money 
that Tim just laid out that would give every person $1.30, right? You want to do the math on confiscating all the wealth from all the billionaires the way they talk about to fund all their social programs? Like, we literally wouldn't even make a dent in the money that we owe. How about we do this? Close. If you want to vote, you have to pay more in taxes than the national debt per person. Oh my gosh. You have to <laughs> you have to pay off your share of the national debt. So if it's 200,000 <laughs> per person and rising and it's out of your control, you would need to make what is that? So uh if that so at, you'd have to make like 500,000 a year. Well, no, 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 you just pay off your share of the debt once. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, good you point. just you pay off it's your share time. of the debt once and now now you get to vote. I think I think yeah, that's the there only would be like 10 people voting. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get let's get serious. We have this story from the New York Post this is big news. Daniel Penny to surrender and face second-degree manslaughter charge in Jordan Neely chokehold. That's right. Despite the fact that we have video showing he tried to save the life of this man, despite the fact we know this man had been arrested dozens of times, kidnapped a child, punched an old man in the face, punched a woman in the face, we know that he was threatening people on the train and said he didn't care if he got hurt or went to jail. Three men took it upon themselves to subdue him. This guy is going to have to surrender for manslaughter charges. Up to 15 years in prison. I would not be surprised if he is convicted and sentenced to the maximum. That's it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he was convicted. Uh, I would I would hope that the judge wouldn't sentence him, sentence him to the maximum, but uh, I don't I, I have no faith in in New York's justice system to not considering the pressures that would come from yeah. the activists and the the uh the left it more broadly he's got almost no chance he shouldn't he wasn't initially even charged like they had to go to a grand jury it's not like it was they obvious. did not go to a grand jury oh they didn't they okay. did not go to a grand jury nope they just decided you know i want to charge him well that's uh, yeah. that that only makes the uh it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. My opinion of the whole thing worse, and it makes my opinion of the outcome. More dire, I suppose. Uh, I don't. I don't see this guy getting out of it in in one piece. What about activists you? Activists uh, went on the street. Pessimistic. No, I mean, I think the only things that are illegal in New York at this point are political opposition, self-defense, and desecrating the pride flag, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's the only thing they'll actually hold you accountable for. You can't be surprised. It's it's anarcho-tyranny at this point. The, the <laughs> whole reason you're out there is you let these people loose, you let them terrorize the average person, terrorize the population, and then as soon as anyone stands up for themselves, then you go ahead and strike them down, you know, for, for daring to, you know, uh, take care of themselves and not rely entirely on the state. It's very clear the state's not going to do its job. It's not going to protect these nope. people. It's only going to persecute people who it, they disagree with. And then as soon as you step up and you try to take care of yourself, you're out of there. And I, I, I don't understand how anyone's still living in these places at this point. It's, it's horrific. So uh, here's a quote. It's, it, it is stunning that they would make an arrest before presenting this to a grand jury. Defense attorney and former Manhattan prosecutor Mark Bettero said Thursday following news of the charges, Bragg made a political call. He now owns this absolutely it's political we all saw this coming we knew where it was going kim potter she's the cop who the guy dives into his car and she reaches for her gun she thought she was tasing him she yells taser but then shoots him and kills him and when that happened we were like oh she's going to prison 
And she did. She recently got out. We do have a give, send, go for Daniel Penny's legal defense fund, which is currently at $71,332. I bet if I refresh it, it'll go up. Refresh, now $90,000. See, this defense fund was launched before the charges were announced. Now that they've been announced, it seems that people are flocking to it and giving this man money, and I won't. We were, we were talking about this earlier, and I've been talking about this quite a bit, and I talked about this with Kim Potter years ago. Look, I hope this guy gets acquitted. I think it's terrible what they're doing to him, but at a certain point, I'm just wondering why it is that people keep sending their money into burning buildings that where the fires aren't being put out. Like, we're talking about a, the city of New York engulfed in figurative flames and people being like, I'm going to go walk in there. And you're like, no, dude, like, come on, seriously, man, don't go in there. Like, no, I'm going to go in there. You're like, if you go in there, you're going to get burned. Eh, I'm going to go in there. Then they walk in, start screaming, help, help, I'm on fire. Like, I'm not going to go in that building. I just think, I think it's, it's ridiculous at this point. So here's what ends up happening. People on the right, libertarians, post-liberals, disaffected liberals, send money to the defense of people who are choosing to live in places where we know they will destroy you unjustly and it drains resources from us. It takes money from you. And that's probably on purpose. It's like the villain when the superhero is like, I'm Superman and you can't stop me. And then the Joker's like, oh, yeah, and then points the weapon at the kid. And then Superman's like, oh, no, now you've got me because I care about other people. This is what they're doing. They're holding us hostage, keeping us off base by targeting innocent people and threatening them with 15 years in prison. But, I, but I, look, it's tough. I don't want this guy going to jail. I think he was doing the right thing, protecting other people. And clearly these two other guys agreed with him and helped him subdue this guy. But at what point? And the passengers thanked him. And right. And then he tried to save the guy's life. But at what point are we going to be like, we can't keep throwing money at people who choose to live in communist mm -hmm. jurisdictions? I mean, you see this all the time. You see these videos and people all say, why isn't anyone stepping up? You watch someone harassing a homeless person or some crazy person attacking people, getting violent with people. And they're like, why aren't the men stepping in? Why aren't they taking action? And this is the answer. Everyone understood what was going to happen here, especially, again, due to the racial dynamic. Let's be really honest. This guy's white. The guy who died is black. And that's all that mattered before anything else. That's all that mattered. That's what everyone saw. It's what all the liberals were acting on. And this guy had to be held accountable because they're going to hold this guy up as being murdered. They're already talking about, oh, he's a really kind guy. He's having a lot of mental health troubles. He's a, a, you know, a very sweet person who's you know performing on the subway with Michael Jackson impersonator. No, he's a violent criminal who had felony charges out against him. It's very clear that he's a threat to everyone around him. The city made sure that he was can still in public. And as soon as anyone stood up to him, they're in terrible trouble. I know that people want to stay in these areas. I understand I have a lot of friends who say we have to stay in these areas because this is where culture happens. This is where decisions happens. But at this Wrong. point, I don't know how you say, yeah, you have, you're going to have a family here where you know that they're encouraging violence and you know that it's illegal for you to defend yourself i mean how can you you just can't exist in this place and culture is dying disney is losing subscribers by the millions and your vote doesn't matter in places like new york city yep. but if you move to a suburb of new york or even you know a, a, a swing state move to ohio move to georgia and go to a suburban area that desperately needs your vote and that's the front line of what's going on. What's happening now is people are like, I'm going to choose to stay behind enemy lines and then ask you for resources. And it's just like, dude, you know, you know what I want to donate to? I want to donate to a small business in Georgia right now. I want to donate to Scott Pressler. I don't want this guy going to prison, but it's like, how do we have to allocate funds to a guy who's like captured effectively, mm -hmm. but chose to go there and is not doing anything in terms of winning a culture war? Y'all who are in these cities, I know it's hard, but if you move to Ohio and move to a suburban area that was purple and shifted everything red, 
we would be winning. Instead, there are people who are choosing to live in places like New York and then being surprised this is happening. If you live in New York City, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how far away the corner of Pennsylvania is, but I know it's a, you know, like an hour and a half or something like that. It's possible you could move to Pennsylvania and still work in New York if you got to stay there, but get out of the cities. I mean, I moved to New Hampshire a decade and change ago um, because I wanted to get out of Western Massachusetts because I didn't want, you know, the laws that Massachusetts had. And Massachusetts at the time was not nearly the place that it is now. So, I mean, you're in control of your own life. You can't control what your neighbors are voting for. You can't control what the people down the street are voting for. You can control where you live. Get out of cities and make sure that you are taking care of you and your family. Yeah. If you think you're going to be the person who saves Illinois or New York or California, just know that you're liable to have this happen to you or one of your children or to have your children be put on puberty blockers and taken from you and mutilated. In New York City, there are violent protests against this man, mm -hmm. against him. Mm -hmm. People are not protesting for him. They are marching violently and attacking cops because they hate him. I do not see that as a salvageable place. No one in New York likes what he did. The people of New York like this. You see the video of the woman getting punched in the face? She tells the guy to take a chill pill and he clocks her clean in the face. That was two years ago. 2022 comes around. They vote for it again. What are we supposed to do? Just tell him like, okay, keep doing it. Nah, look. Look, obviously the woman got punched in the face, did not want to get punched in the face, but she'll still vote for the same policies. Obviously the woman in San Francisco who was dragged to death did not want that to happen to her. She was robbed. She chased after the people who robbed her. They murdered her. Her friend was on her way to her vigil. She got mercilessly beaten and curb stomped. Literally, they stomped on her head on a curb. But these people, despite these things, will come out and be like, I feel bad for the perpetrator. How many times have we heard these leftists come out and, and apologize for the person who victimized them? Like at, at a certain point, these cities are just not salvageable. Mm -hmm. Like we, we, and it's been years of this. So we need we need to be on the front line winning a culture war. And that means getting your family somewhere where your vote matters substantially more. And it doesn't matter in New York or San Francisco. Are you going to donate, James? I don't, well, thanks for putting me on the spot. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, looking at his legal fund, I, I certainly, I'd have to look into it, but I think it's I think it's a worthy cause. I hear what you're saying. These places are incredibly dangerous. Uh, if I had a family, I absolutely would not stay in New York. Now, I understand this is easy for me to say because I'm not tied to a career in a particular area, but I also know people who have moved out of cities in order to protect their family, and that's yeah. supposed to be your number one priority. The There's, reason, th th in, in truth, right, if, if you're a married person, well, what's the point of your career if not to support your kids? And if you have to stay in an area where your kids are going to be harmed in order to have your career, I think it's obvious that it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. the, I have a friend that I was just talking to today that lives in, in the city and he's going to get, uh, trying to get a permit to carry. I'm, he knows that he's probably not going to get it in the city, but he's trying to get it for Nassau County. But anyways, he, uh, he went and he had the class today and he was talking to the instructor and they were going down the, uh, the list of the laws and what is and is not acceptable or legal in, in New York. And he was totally unaware that essentially he couldn't defend his, his own life mm. in New York. He was unaware that if he shot someone that was in his home, in his home armed, if he shot them and he didn't kill them, that they would sue him and they would probably win and that the family, even if he did kill them, the family was going to sue him, has no idea. Your average voter is unaware of the circumstances mm -hmm. that they live in. 
So again, it's one thing to be like, oh, I want to be in the city, etc. You should probably check out the laws in your area. You should be aware of the voting record of your, or the prosecution record of your DA before you vote for the DA. You should probably be aware of who your DA is before you vote for them. Um, and if you're in a city, it's probably too late. But when you when you actually decide to get out and go to another place, be aware of the people that are running, so the new place that you go to doesn't turn into the garbage place that you mm -hmm. left. Let me let me jump to this story here about another crime that took place in New York City. Homeless man charged with hate crimes for defecating on pride flags at Manhattan Eatery. They're trying to give him the maximum sentence. Blasphemy laws. Mm -hmm. Yep. They said that uh, him taking a dump on a pride flag and wiping his butt with it was a hate crime and intolerance. You know what I think? I think he's just some homeless guy who was looking for a place to take a dump. Mm. That's it. And they're like, why didn't you use napkins? And I'm like, I don't know that he was thinking at all. Why did the guy in the subway platform push the woman onto the, into, into the front of the train? Mm -hmm. Why did he murder her? I mean, these people aren't well. When it comes to the guy in the train who is desperate and hungry, what did AOC say? It should not be a death sentence for this man who is just hungry and unwell. And it's the city's fault. Is this man not hungry and unwell when he mm -hmm. pooped on a pride flag? Well, oh, I, but that man exactly. So, so I mentioned this the other day. Whenever it comes to a, an act of senseless violence, a million and one different excuses are made and we have to go into a deep socioeconomic analysis of what could have led that person who we think is a criminal but is truly a victim to feel that they needed to commit that disordered act. And then, of course, when you speak out against the party, you're not afforded that same luxury. They don't make a million and one excuses. They don't play mental gymnastics to make what you did seem okay within their framework because we just never funded that inner city library that would have educated you and made you a more enlightened functioning member of society and in part it's because when you go out against the narrative because they're single-minded that means you are responsible for all of the world's ills the reason violent crime happens is because we're not allocating our resources properly and under the religion of marxism simply moving material things around in the material world solves all of the problems let's put the wealth here instead of there and then there won't be any more crime we'll stop it all from happening and because you're not on board with that you're responsible for every violent act so by simply criticizing the party by doing what he did in disgracing or desecrating an lgbtq flag he is contributing to serious violence this is actually how their minds work because he's taking away from the credibility of their philosophy which will fix everything if we just let it take a look at this story from daily mail cleaver wielding convict terrorizes bart train passengers trapped in underwater tunnel by pacing up and down train threatening them then slashing man in the back if only we built that inner city library if you try in any way to stop this man you will go to prison. You must allow him to chop you into pieces before you try to defend yourself. Well, we it's saw the, that. It's the Gulag oh, Archipelago. Literally what the Gulag Archipelago every society, about. Every society has something they hold sacred. There, there's no escaping this. We all do it. Every society does this. And we pretend like we're beyond it. We pretend like we've been advanced behind this behavior. No, you haven't. You will have something sacred. And for us, it is this diversity, equity, and inclusion. It is the pride flag. It is the racial hierarchy. Not for us. These are the things. But but increasingly, it is. For I think, a cult. Uh, yeah. I think it is. 
it is becoming the values of the nation. I think it is becoming the values of almost every institution from the military to the media. And look, obviously I'm against this stuff, but I think it's hard to pretend like this isn't not now come to dominate the vast majority. Of I, know, I, I think, I think you're wrong. I think Budweiser proves the people of this country do not hold these things sacred at that's, all. That's the difference though. You're, you're, you're correct. That it's not, it's not a grassroots popular thing. It's totally astroturfed and you're right. It's coming from the institutions because the people that are going to school and graduating as the C graduating and going on to be CEOs and stuff, they're bringing this into the, into the boardroom with them. It, there was a long time where people thought kids were going to go to school. They were going to do this stuff in sociology and in the humanities, and then they would get out into the real world and the real world would fix them. Well, guess what? They're bringing it into the boardroom and making it, they're putting it into the HR departments and making it the standard culture in broader society. And cu culture is downstream from power. It does not mm. matter what the average person thinks. It does not matter what the masses think. It matters who the influential people, the tastemakers, the institutions, the power brokers, it matters what they think because they then inform what people think. How popular was transing kids five years ago? Oh, not at all. Yeah. Just five years ago. It didn't exist, right? And now it's everywhere. It's the dominant dominant thing it's the center of the cultural battle why is that because 70 percent of america suddenly decided they really cared about mutilating children no it's because it's it's they were told what to care about and so they but did. i think it yep. was actually because people on the right started pushing back against it and then the left started widely promoting it in in popular media well i it's complicated, right? Because this is what the left None will of do. This stuff They'll is force something onto the general culture, just as you've mentioned. Very powerful people will start pushing this stuff. They'll put it on television. They'll promote it on social media. They'll have the algorithm orient people towards this kind of content that normalizes this truly abhorrent, disgusting, perverted behavior in the abuse of children. And then when normal, healthy people who aren't just going to go along with what the culture tells them they should believe say, that's sick because that is the mutilation of children. Their response is, why do you care so much? Why do you care so much? People are always going to be trans. People have been trans, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But your average have an person- answer. What? When someone says, why do you care so oh, much? Oh, I do have, have an, an answer. answer. I do have an answer to that question. I'm saying for the average person, listen oh, to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Know your answer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you should be able to have an answer to that question. But my point is that they play this game where they make something an issue and then they ask why you're paying attention to it. Well, they create the problem because they believe they have the solution. And because the dialectic gets advanced that way, right? Because now you need to moderate it. Okay, you didn't yes. even have a position on this before, but now you need a more moderate position so you can find some kind of consensus inside a dialectic that was created for you artificially. Yeah. So this wasn't even, you didn't need to have this debate. And now it's essential you for not only to have this debate, but to move your position in that debate closer to whatever the progressive position is. And that is a key thing that people have to understand. Exactly. And that's why conservatives end up letting go of cultural ground. Because what happens is first, people understand that like, marriage between a man and a woman for the purposes of procreation. Well, now contraceptive starts to become normalized and yeah. conservatives start to fight that. And then people start talking about gay marriage and well, okay, now fighting contraceptive seems outdated. We're going to try to fight gay marriage. Now people have decided that two men can be married, even though that's literally impossible given the definition of the term. But now they're saying that we can trans children. A man can become a woman. You go over there and you try to fight that. Well, now again, they're pushing it onto kids. So conservatives jump from fight to fight to fight to fight because the left they, keeps but, setting new I, I, fires. I, 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 I got a question for you guys. If, uh, uh, if an Antifa guy mm -hmm. was on a subway mm -hmm. and it happened to him that some guy like started beating the crap out of him and then he got into a fight and now he's getting arrested, how would you feel? Wait, can you repeat that? Like the Antifa guy, guy wearing an Antifa shirt himself. is on a train 
And some guy's threatening people. And the guy in the Antifa shirt grabs the guy and subdues him and gets arrested for it. How do you feel? Uh, I feel about the same way. Mm-hmm. So you, I, I, you, I would, you would donate to the Antifa guy's defense fund? I'm not donating to his. So but, No, no, I wouldn't. Well, but well, I wouldn't. People listening, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Would you, if there was a, a guy wearing a Bernie Sanders 2024 or a Joe, a Joe Biden, Biden-Harris 2024 shirt, and and he grabbed this guy in, in, you know, because the guy was on the train threatening people, would you, would you donate to them? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's a good question. I mean, if he was an Antifa, I wouldn't need to donate to him because no one would try to press charges. I'm saying if they did. My point is, you get these people who live in these cities and there's an 85% chance this guy mm-hmm. is a Democrat voter. And everyone's like, quick, 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 give him his, give him money. And I'm like, I mean, maybe. Is he, is he a guy who actually believes in American values, who is fighting for those values? Or is it the overwhelming likelihood, 85%, that somebody who lives in these cities, especially after we've seen the mass exodus from moderates and conservatives, the likelihood is even greater. This is some Biden voter who is getting what he voted for. No, I mean, I hear you. I'm 100% behind the right having legal defense funds and standing up for people. I think that's a level of infrastructure that absolutely has to happen. But you have to use that wisely. You can't just throw it for people who are in, you know, like I said, putting yourself in that situation, likely political enemies. You should be putting it towards people who you know are going to be using it properly. So I'm generally in favor of these organizations existing, people making these kind of donations. But you do have to be thinking about what you're actually applying that to. People can give whatever they want. Um, I, I hope this guy does not go to prison. I hope he wins. I'm glad people are supporting him. I'm just saying at what point are we going to be like, look, I'll put it this way. I left New York a long time ago because a black supremacist murdered some cops. Mm -hmm. And I said, I am not going to live in a place that is like this. I am not going to have my tax dollars go to a city. It's it's one of the only cities with income tax and one of the highest income taxes for a resident in the the country, in the world. And then I'm in the Jersey side, someone plants bombs. And I'm like, okay, better not be in this place. But we end up in a place where where we're at in the tri-state, the, the tri-state area and the eastern panhandle of West Virginia is moderately purple for, for, for the area. You've got Maryland, which, of course, is a, is a, is a major battleground and, and very left, very Democrat. Extreme. And then the eastern panhandle is maybe surprising to people, but West Virginia, the schools are very, very woke and they're trying to indoctrinate kids. Mm. So now I feel pretty good about where I'm at. I feel safe. I have constitutional carry. But we're in an, a local jurisdiction where there's actually some serious concerns with the school board. And recently, the GOP was talking about, despite the fact that they've won the school board, they still have this woke stuff that they're trying to push out because this is a key battleground. Now, my concern is, are we giving money to Democrats who voted for this because we're not paying attention? And we assume because this guy did a good thing that he is a good guy. I mean, if this if it turns out this guy doesn't really live there, I just moved there. And he's a big Trump supporter and he's been fighting against this stuff and he's been posting about it. I'll be like, OK, this, this is a guy who needs our help. Kyle Rittenhouse is in a suburban area. He was in he was in a split area uh, politically and he was there as an innocent kid trying to help clean up his neighborhood, actively fighting for his neighborhood and trying to help even the protesters. And that was years ago. And we're like, OK, now it's several years on and we're immediately knee jerk jumping to the defense of a guy we don't know who could turn out to be the biggest Joe Biden supporter who voted for all of this. 
And that's my concern. Giving money to the people who are making the problem happen. If you live in New York, especially after the summer of love riots, especially after Chauvin, Ahmed Arbery, Kim Potter, etc., especially after even the, the, the 25 people being shoved in front of trains, the likelihood is not that this person is someone who believes in our values and is going to be fighting for them. The likelihood is it's just some default liberal guy who's de- de- supporting Joe Biden. So I'll, I'll, I'll wait and I'll see. You know, we'll see how this plays out. But that's my biggest concern. Are we, as people who want to push back, who are buying Jeremy's chocolate, who are, who are buying Jeremy's razors, then going to donate to Democrats when they get themselves in trouble? Are we going to be the people who are contributing to the bail funds of, of Antifa far left extremists? When Kamala Harris and, and Joe Biden's staff raised money for the far left rioters, we were, we were like, this is abhorrent. How, this is ridiculous. How dare you do this? So my question now is, when you get people who live in these cities, the overwhelming likelihood is that they support these things. So, so what, is the, what is that issue right now? Is it that we assume he must not support these things because he tried to subdue a crazy person? I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. The woman who got punched in the face clearly didn't want to get punched in the face, but you know she votes Democrat. This, this pink-haired hippie lady who lives in New York City. It's, it's a 90% chance she did. Right. And you go and talk to these people and you ask them, like, are you going to vote Democrat? They'll say yes. And be like, what about the rising crime? They'll say, I don't care. Or that woman in San Francisco who said, I will never call the police. And then she gets murdered. Yep. Are we going to donate to people God. like that? I don't yeah. know, man. It's I, tough. There, there's, I don't find any significant flaw with what you're saying. Like, I, personally, I don't see a whole lot of reason to donate to people that to, that live in cities. that, Like you say, it's like they're there. They stay there. That's what they're asking for. That's what they want. Most people, again, aren't aware of the aren't even aware of their situation. So I, I don't see a, a big reason to to argue with you about it. I'm kind of. I mean, I'm look, convinced. we'll see. People are saying that he's from Long Island. He's a Marine. He's probably not a Democrat. And it's like, okay, you know, like let's 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 see what he has to say. When he put out a statement, he he his lawyer could have put out a statement that said something like. New York has seen violent crime escalating rapidly for several years, and the people of the city are tired of it. When this man violently threatened the passengers of this train, Daniel, uh, our client Daniel Penny, along with two others, found it reasonable to try and subdue him to protect the lives of others. Did they do that? No. They said, it's so sad and unfortunate that people are suffering in this city. They, they, they gave a woke, le- they, a woke statement that many conservatives started complaining about on Twitter. But now they're willing to throw money at these people who are just giving this like default tepid response. I just think, I don't know, man. Don't, yeah. don't, don't look at me. I don't have all the answers. Y'all, y'all can do what you want, you know? Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't come out and said anything at all. If he were to come out and- He did. He, well, did he justify he's, his position? No. Yeah. They, 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 the, I mean. the, he, they, the statement they issued on his behalf was just lamenting the poor homeless of New York City. Yeah, I will say right. the point of that statement, though, is to try to diffuse the, the yeah. protesters yeah, as opposed and stuff. To, as opposed to so, I mean, it, you may, on, it may man. not be. Well, I'm t- that's what he's trying to do. And to be honest with you, if you're in that situation, <laughs> I get a dude who's not really like engulfed in the culture war. I can get why he'd be like, yo, what do I what am I supposed to do to calm people down and get myself out of that? There there is the again. People don't know what they, you know, people don't know the laws that they live under most of the time. They don't realize what laws get passed uh, and they don't pay a whole lot of attention to politics. They should. Absolutely. I'm not saying that, you know, their ignorance is is uh, is fine or whatever. But at the same time, it's like he's 
probably got no idea what he's gotten himself into. Yeah, he and he's like, mm-hmm. what do I do to make this go away? And you know? so, so often there's just no connection with these people. I live down in Florida and we get all these people down from New York, come down, they move. They can't believe what's happened to New York. They don't want to live there anymore. They're finally out of there. But the, what's the first thing they do when they come down to Florida? Oh, I can't believe what DeSantis is doing. I can't uh, believe all these things that you're living here. I can't believe your politics are like this. It's like, there's no connection. They don't, they, they genuinely do not understand how one thing leads to the next they just come down and think oh well there's some kind of magical reason that this place is safer there was that viral thread where a guy from san francisco was like we moved to florida because the crime was getting too bad and then someone said just you know don't don't vote democrat and then some leftist was like you're going to support DeSantis? And his response was immediately to be like, no, no, I'm left wing and I'm going to vote Democrat all, oh all the way. Oh my gosh. Well, this is part of the, the complexity here, right? So you were mentioning earlier that we want people to leave these cities if they're, you know, an at all decent person. But then when people leave and they end up voting for the same policies, it makes everything worse in the states they go to. And I know ideally you would have conservatives leaving New York and I going to a place like Florida. But I, I'm I dis- sorry, I, I a New I York do- conservative is not the same as a Florida conservative. I do think that the the, the viewership of, of Timcast is probably the kind of people that we're talking to. It matters. I, I don't expect that people mm-hmm. that would be, you know, tuning into Timcast and say, you know what, Tim's right, I'm going to move, would be the kind of people that would be like oh now i'm completely gonna vote i was in i was in chicago i had a couple hundred bucks and i just left and i I went to i went to california and i was just like i'm i'm leaving this place Mm. crime corruption police were were uh uh, like all the stories a cop choke choke slams a woman because uh, a meter maid the the police are operating black sites and i'm like i definitely don't want to be here and so i'm gonna get out and granted i was 23 is easy for a 23 year old but there was a lot of risk. I was planning on being homeless and I got I got lucky in finding a place and meeting some people. I got to sleep on a couch periodically and sleep on a floor. I'm just saying like, at this point, we've already seen most people flee to Florida. And now Ron DeSantis is winning by a million votes. People fled to Texas. That's where the biggest uh, uh, influx of new American, of, of, of migrants was, American internal, where, where they call it, net migration. People fled California, they fled New York. I don't know why we care so much about these places. New York and California, you know what I mean? Like the, the the corruption is off the charts. Like that you've got in San Francisco, a cleaver wielding convict terrorizing the train. AOC is not saying anything about this. Did she come out and say like we really got to stop these people terrorizing citizens? Like no, I don't know. At a certain point, I'm like, bro, you reap what you sow. You live there, you live there. Mm-hmm. Well, what AOC has said is we need a national railway system, and I can't wait to see how safe and wonderful that is. <laughs> It'll be really good news when all those people from New York can get right to Florida in just a moment's notice. <laughs> so we'll really appreciate that. That'll be awesome. So I get one of the one of the nice things about the United States. One of the things that makes it work is that we can be far away from yeah. you guys. They keep saying that's kind of nice. They keep saying we need a nationwide rail service, and I keep saying why? Because they want to exactly. get rid of planes. Exactly. Well, they want to get rid of planes. They want to get rid of automobiles. No. They want you to have zero privacy or autonomy. You got to be on the mass transit. So you have to be on the the large. Uh, mass high-speed railway system with the rambling homeless person who's swinging a machete at people (laughs) maybe that's it for real though no it is a lot of a lot of subway crime has been popping up in all of these cities and they want to take away your ability to have a car they Mm -hmm. want to put you in this they and want to take it, away your ability to defend yourself yeah the whole point of prosecuting you i think they might just want you to die you know what i mean i mean you are the carbon that they want to eliminate eliminate 
I mean, if you're going to have a total state, if you're going to have a totalitarian state, you got to get rid of individuality and communities. You got to get rid of the autonomy that little regional communities provide, the ability of people to get away. You have to make everybody dependent on the system. So yeah, I think that's absolutely. You have to convince people that the Senate is is uh, undemocratic and that. Good. I'm glad. More <laughs> undemocracy, please, as well, much as we can. You, get. Have, you have to. But they, <laughs> you know exactly why they want to get rid of oh, the, I know uh, exactly the Senate. Right. It's not like it's going to be some kind of positive thing if they were to get rid of the Senate. Um, um, but they, you know, that the point of getting rid of the Senate is because they want to, you know, they don't want to have states that are individuated and have, have autonomy and stuff that to the progressives is bad. So yeah. I wonder if, if a lot, you know, these people are Malthusian, they think there's too many people and they mm-hmm. want to get rid of them. I wonder if a lot of these policies aren't necessarily about individually killing any person. It's about creating a net pressure, which results in the long term with a declining population. I mean, they don't have to do that. That's already happening. They don't, they well, don't, they, that social engineering is already getting them there. If they did it, sure. right, then that's the point. That's what I'm saying. Like, sure. are these policies put in place for the reason of creating a pressure which results in a lower population? The thing is, I don't even know. I don't think it's that well thought out. I just think that society is a thing that people have to constantly work to upkeep and progress. So it's not something that someone just built for us and then left here and we can allow to sit. It has to constantly be upkept by people living virtuous lives. And when you don't want to live a virtuous life, you just rationalize that. And when you try to rationalize that in a wide scale political sense, you just call it leftism. So all these policies are, are people attempting to rationalize the abdication of their responsibility to uphold our society and culture. Well, I can I can put another way for you, Seamus. There was this uh, TV show where they were tracking fat women. And it was like, why are, why are they fat or whatever? And this woman's like, I have a glandular problem. And then what they did was they filmed her throughout the day. And they were like, at the end of the day, they said, how much, how many calories do you think you ate? And she was like, probably 1,200 for, I had a light breakfast with just some eggs. For lunch, I had a salad. And for dinner, I had, you know, a small steak. And they were like, you had 4,763 <laughs> calories. Like, what? And then they showed the video of her grabbing cookies and candies and Oops, snack so cakes and, and stuff like that all throughout the day. Yeah. And that, that to me is it. The rationalization of it's just one cupcake. Yes. It's yeah. only two, 150 calories to have a one cup. It doesn't matter. And then you do it 100 times. Well, yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's how vice works, right? When a person builds virtue, they're not going, ah, only one. You don't have to rationalize it in that way. So what ends up happening is there are people who are doing things, anything, spending money in bad ways. And they're saying, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. You know, it's only a little bit. But those grains of seat add up. And when, when, when society as a whole partakes to a certain degree in vice this is what you get exactly and you know mercy for the criminal is in many ways violence against the person who the criminal harmed or or will go on to harm if you let them be and so it starts small and it look it's good to be compassionate we want to have understanding for people we want to learn how to correct this behavior it's not all about punishment however we have consistently over the past 50 to 100 years just slowly shifted in the direction of having a lot of mercy and understanding towards those who commit crimes and absolutely no compassion for those who are victimized by those people. And that's how you get to this point. You I mean, just, you chip away at it slowly. Yeah, G.K. Chesterton said every great, uh, every high society dies by forgetting uh, basic things. Mm. And, and, and it's really simple. Like you understand that you obviously have to keep law and order, that you have to have families, that you have to have productive society. But every time you just let one little thing slide, you let one little thing go, it can't really be that bad. A little more freedom, a little more liberation, right? But you understand what that thing was holding up. You don't really understand the fence 
that was sitting there protecting you from something. And as you continue to disassemble those things, it just, you know, you don't even notice. You don't even notice that the frog is boiling until it's too late. It's like property rights and property crimes. If you don't, you know, if you don't prosecute property crimes, you end up with your uh, retailers leaving your city, which yeah. is exactly what's going on in in uh, San Francisco now. Uh, it's probably going on in multiple cities. I think it's going on in New York as well. There might be shutting down stores, but I know that it's happening in San Francisco. If you don't protect the rights of the peaceful, law-abiding citizens, then they're going to leave. Mm -hmm. And you, that's exactly what's happening in San Francisco right now. You alter time preference, right? Mm -hmm. Why do I need to defer gratification here? And why would it make sense for me to if all the wealth I build up is going to be stolen? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. obviously, yeah. You've got people but, leaving. Then your, your tax base leave, your, your, your businesses leave, which is happening. Your tax base leaves. That's, and that's, then you end up with Detroit. But that's probably what they want. I mean, possibly. These but. things all result in population decline. Well, and they also result in populations that are easier to rule. Right, a, yeah. a population that is obsessed with vice and has no uh, autonomy, has no ability to take care of themselves, is much easier to enforce your will on, and that's a key aspect of it as well. Short time preference as well. If you if you have longer term time preferences, things like kids and, mm -hmm. and your future, or what you're you're paying attention to, short time preferences, you're thinking about you know partying and stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, immediacy of of gratification and stuff. Yeah, yeah. civilization is indistinguishable from time preference. It's yeah, it's the same thing. So what's your advice to the people in San Francisco who are on a train with a guy wielding a, a, a cleaver, screaming, and then slashing a guy? You try to boost his time preference, you know? <laughs> try, try, try to lower, lower his time preference, you know? Like, You'd feel a lot better if you waited a week before slashing somebody. <laughs> exactly. Trust me. Really? Yes. Just got to sit him down, have a conversation with him. I know, I know that a drag queen never read a book to you as a child, all right? But we're going to try to fix that brokenness now. That's what we're really talking about in the end. You know, how can we get more drag queen story hours for homeless people? That's it. That's the only way. <laughs> if, if only more that'll fix it yeah. if only more yeah. dudes that would dress fix it but not in the way that it would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh <laughs> yeah not in the right direction unfortunately if well, only then, more men in dresses were reading to children <laughs> yeah that that would that would fix that would fix everything oh, talking about so drag funny. queens that's accurate don't get all saying that i'm transphobic or anything out there yeah where do we go from here? Who knows? Is, I don't know. Is, is this it? Chicken is it, is it all over? Chicken no. City? Well, no, it's not. Donald it's Trump not 2024? Look, it's not. I think people people got to be able to look outside of their own culture, civilization. It's not the end of the world. It could be the end of America. It's, it, it's, I mean, like, it looks like it's almost certainly the end of these cities, but maybe not. Maybe they bounce back. I can't tell you for sure. Uh, you know, Trump's, could be Trump's the gotta end. Trump's got to go and arrest everybody. You think so? I think Donald Trump needs to get elected, and then we need to see his new AG just file criminal subpoenas across the board for bureaucrats, members of Congress, local politicians. Just go in, scoop them all up, lock them in a box. <laughs> yeah, you wonder. If, I like the box part. Yeah. Where where criminal activity is mm -hmm. proven, I'm saying. I'm not saying arbitrarily just arrest people. But why not? Let's do that. <laughs> no, I'm saying like... <laughs> Let's do that. I know TYT wants that clip. Right. I'm saying... If a politician was was peddling influence to massive multinational corporations, mm -hmm. selling out their local water supply, polluting it. And this is something that the Young Turks and leftists should be on board with. If yeah. there are criminal elements in government that are selling out the working class and the people, right. they need to be criminally charged. They need to stand trial and then get locked up when proven beyond a reasonable doubt. But isn't it strange... Isn't it strange that wanting the same consequences for political leaders and oligarchs that you want for the average person makes you an extremist? And wanting that's rule of law to apply across the board. But it's because the people who 
are doing these things and have power own the likes of the New York Times or the Washington Post and or Politico. And they're going to say, oh, uh, what did Tim Pool say? Mm-hmm. He sh- people who are criminals with power should be arrested. He's far mm-hmm. right. Well, and, and this is the thing, right? People talk about authoritarianism. I mean, the problem with, with authoritarianism or what we usually refer to as authoritarianism, because that term has been completely bastardized, is not that there are too many rules or that authority is strong. It's that those in a position of authority do not have the law apply to them, right? That's the real issue that we're talking about. People are able to make rules that they enforce upon other people that they are not held to themselves. And that's exactly the situation in the United States of America today. Though I will say, of course, there are entire classes of people who don't have the rules applied to them who are supposedly lower on the hierarchy in terms of economic well-being, but have a higher social credit score because of neo-Maoism. Can I can I bring some good news into the conversation? It's what it is, right? It's it's a new cultural revolution. These people are not privileged and therefore they're above you on our new social hierarchy. The whole thing would leap forward. Go ahead, Richard. Well, I was going to say, I want to bring some good news into this conversation. Is that okay with you guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. From NBC, HSBC downgrades Anheuser-Busch in Bev as it deals with a Bud Light crisis. That's right. Their stock has been downgraded. What they're saying is, yeah, this could be bad. Yeah. They're saying that what Anheuser-Busch is saying about the Bud Light crisis is not true. And it's worse than they're letting on. Yeah. By the I'm dip. Having a, I'm having a good... Buy the dip. You're giving, <laughs> Buy financial, the dip. giving financial advice. I'm totally kidding. I'm not giving financial advice and don't do that. Don't support that. This is moral advice. Do not support them as a company. So here's what I think. They downgraded the stock to a hold, meaning don't buy. Mm-hmm. Don't sell. Just don't buy it. Mm-hmm. That sends a signal in my mind with the with the bad PR and the downgrading. People are going to sell like crazy because mm. I got to be honest. If I had a million bucks in Anheuser-Busch or something like that or tens of thousands of dollars, I'd have sold a long time ago. I'd have been like, get me out of here. And I'd buy Coors. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm saying that's what I'd do. Coors is up 20%. You don't want to miss that gravy train. But now they're downgrading it. Yo, Anheuser-Busch is in some, is in some trouble right I now. I should have had the foresight to invest in the other beer stock. And a lot of people did. Started. As soon as it happened, they, I bet a lot of people were like, oh, Or what? just shorting Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not financial advice. It's a good idea, though. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of not people who just became extremely wealthy. This, this is what I, I was talking about well, the, this with stocks, right? I read the news all day, every day. How did we not know to invest in Coors? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, wait, Anheuser-Busch is taking a big hit. Their rivals are going to skyrocket. Buy, I'm going to buy some. As far as uh, Anheuser-Busch goes, I mean, now, honestly, you is not a bad idea to, sh- I mean, again, not financial advice, but like, you know, it, shorting Bud Light right now or Anheuser-Busch right now. Might make you some money. It helps, you know, it adds to the pressure that uh, they're experiencing because, you know, you get short se- enough short sellers and it can really affect the co- the price of stock. So if it's already on the way down, I'm sure there are people that are shorting it currently. I'm not sure it what will kind be of like- pressure it is. You can find that kind of stuff on TradingView and stuff. But What if in a few months the stock is just completely wiped out? It's a penny stock. Yeah, then because because nobody wants to hold them. it yeah, because people are like, I don't know, man, this doesn't I don't, no one's buying it. No, I was no one wants to buy this product. Dude, I was laughing so hard. You and I we, we were talking about this in the show a little while, how uh, Anheuser-Busch had sent a bunch of complimentary cases of Bud Light to different distributors because they thought that that would be a way of apologizing. And what we said was like, no, people actually don't want to be seen drinking it. it. They're not. No one's concerned with Bud Light is it's too expensive. OK, like people right. don't want to be seen with the beer. And then I saw an article that was published the other day. I was like, ah. It backfired. It turns out people don't want to be seen with Bud Light. 
that's the issue now. The the viral video from Fenway where nobody was lining up to buy, like the, yeah, the Bud yeah, Light yeah. stand was completely mm -hmm. empty. Like Their nobody brand. was shopping. The beer was all there. The brand is is honestly really, really damaged because dudes yeah. are going to look at their buddy and be like, <laughs> you got the gay one. That's exactly. what they're going to say. <laughs> it's the small little joke. Yep. And Bud Light does not have a flavor profile was, but that it, demands you buy Bud Light. <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, they it, don't. It don't matter and this, when you're you, when you, you buy it. the Bud Light and your buddy goes, <laughs> "You're gonna suck a blah 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 <laughs> too," or something like that. Yeah, that's it. It's over. But, but hold on. Imagine this: a young college age dude goes to a bar with his buddies, and he wants to pick up some chicks. The question is right now, um, a serious question. Will they, how will they feel if they're doing it with a Bud Light? Is the chick going to be like, the girl's going to be like, oh, not, I'm, I'm, I'm cis. You just remember, <laughs> remember, I'm all, normal. It's, it's such a small thing though, because it's just the, oh, what if someone laughs? It's all it is. That thought right yeah, there yeah. will change people's behavior patterns way faster yes, than, preference. than, you know, People telling you don't do this. Any amount of finger wagging. Mm -hmm. If I grab this, my buddy's gonna laugh at me, and everyone at the bar or at the party in the social setting is gonna see that I'm the butt of the joke. Let me get the let me get the cores. That's it's that simple. And this this is such a beautiful thing because it shows how much more valuable memes are Absolutely. than rational arguments. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not even joking. I think you're right. Totally, like, totally. Like I'm sorry, but feelings care way more than your facts. It's it's just way better in actually winning a culture war scenario. Because here's the beautiful thing about this: Bud Light is Anna Harris Bush is in this hellacious position because they because due to the corporate pressure because they have to please all the progressives. Yep. They know they can't back down. <laughs> but they Not also really. know, but they also know that they've lost the culture war here. They know that they've now been graded this status yeah. that is an insult to the average American. And so <laughs> now they're trapped yep. in this hard place where any attempt to recover their image will burn them with their corporate betters, with, yeah. with Wall Street, with yeah. the investment class. Uh -uh. But anything that they do, you know, to try to recover that image is just gonna doom them, but they also are just gonna continue to hemorrhage money mm -hmm. if they don't do something. And yep. this exemplifies perfectly what you were saying earlier about the fact that the elite have an entirely different set of morals that they yeah. want to push onto the general public and often what happens is they overestimate the degree to which the peons you know are willing to buy into their nonsense and so even though they would say it's good and it's tolerant and it's wonderful to celebrate the lgbtq agenda uh of you course know, your average person doesn't want to and it's not just a question of whether they're willing to let other people do it because by drinking a bud light you're saying i celebrate this personally and people don't want to do that i yeah you know what i'm I'm sick of y'all bigots. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I am going to produce a Bud Light, pro Bud Light, pro Dylan Mulvaney YouTube video where we're going to go around and tell people, please support Dylan Mulvaney by drinking a Bud Light. And then I'm going to pay to run it as a commercial on Facebook and YouTube to show that Bud Light is the beer for the LGBT community. Yeah. You should Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Do it. You should see what happens.
And then, you know, I think the left should agree with that and say, thank you for, for this promotion. And then regular people will say, I'm not going anywhere near that beer. And, and what we're just going to show honest those, responses from people. You can get those tops that go on the top that look like penises that go right on the cans. <laughs> fit right on there. I'm just saying the last thing Anheuser-Busch wants is for their is for Bud Light to be the gay beer. It's but that's late. that's True. what that's it right. is. They just, I don't know why they chose that for themselves. That's what it is. Seriously. It's because they, they want a new market. They didn't want the frat boys to be in their beer. And they, literally, they got rid of that market. It's gone. And hey, 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 here's some advice. Don't, Anheuser-Busch, next time, don't break up with your boyfriend until you have another one lined up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, let's, let's not forget the context in which this was pushed. It was right after a transgenderist shooter shot up a Christian yeah. school, yep. mm. right. killed three children. Another transgender Ooh, shooter was caught right before they went and shot up a church. Yep. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, we stand with the Christian community, we stand with this community that was that was attacked, we stand with this school, we're gonna donate to these people, what do they do? They doubled and tripled down on pushing the agenda of the people who identified with the same identity that, as the shooter. That and just, that that really just solidifies that, the, uh, that the, the boycott is the moral thing to do. I still honestly think for the average person that the <laughs> you got the gay one is going yeah. to yes. pay the bills. It, it, that, but it's, it's, you know. you're, that's a little too complicated, Phil. What's going to happen is the guy's going to be at a party and he's going to be sitting there with his jaw hanging open and his buddy's going to walk in with a Bud Light and go, huh, you're gay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. It's like Beavis and Butthead. But yeah. would you, but uh, you ask uh -huh. the average person. What would you rather have happen? Would you rather have the media and the left say, you're a homophobe, or have your, your buddy at the bar go, huh, you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> what does the average person fear more? What does the average person feel more? Where is your power now? Boy, <laughs> oh, you got the gay beer. <laughs> yeah, like all it is. Beavis and butter. I've yeah. already seen that meme, too, where the guy's like drinking it, and then... Oh, yeah. uh, well, yeah. that's the Babylon beer with that article. It said, guys drinking Cosmos make fun of dude drinking yeah, Bud yeah, Light. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so easy. Oh, you think my peach bellini's funny now? Huh? <laughs> You're drinking a this line. is delicious. That thing's gay and it yeah, sucks. Bros, <laughs> bros drinking Cosmos, laugh at friend ordering Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. At least my Cosmos delicious. But you know, you know, it's, it's more than that too. I think part of it is that it's just fun to be a part of something. Yeah. And so when someone comes in and then they're they're like, hey, Bud Light, we're not going to buy that. They're all high fiving. It's not so much that these people probably care about Bud Light, but that they feel camaraderie unified around making fun of something and having a joke. And then probably what happens is the alpha dude is sitting there and, and he's with his buddy. He's like, what do you guys want? Like, I don't give me a Bud Light. He's like, no, I'm not going to buy that one. That's the gay beer. Get, get yeah. yingling. And then the other guy goes, oh, it is. Oh, I, I think. Yeah, you're right. And then once that guy cracks one joke, they all start cracking jokes to try and fit in. Mm -hmm. And they're just memifying Bud Light as as a bad brand. It's over, it's like, man. It's already over. It's so over. It's, yeah. This is actually very, very funny. It does really remind me of when people were shorting uh, GameStop because it was, it was a meme, but it was also the destruction of a company. <laughs> and all these investment firms. No, 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 not shorting GameStop, investing in GameStop. Investing yeah. in GameStop when people were trying to short it. That's right. Because it they, was, were, they were harming investment the, firms. Right. Yeah. yeah they right. put an investment for, they put a big investment firm out of business. Mm -hmm. Did they get bailed out? As and also, I think uh, Trump Jr. and Ocasio-Cortez even had common ground on that. They both tweeted the same day about how the government should not be privileging this investment firm. They lost fair and square. Yeah, I know. But like talking about how Matt Gates and AOC have worked together on some good things is kind of like mentioning that sometimes Bizarro Superman will like help someone. You know, it's Bizarro Superman still kind of bad. 
Oh, for yeah, sure. I'm not like, hold on. Wait, did you, excuse me? Do you think I'm an AOC fanboy over no, here? No, I'm just saying like. like no, I'm I angry. Sure I want to date her, Tim. Don't you get it? Like, that's why I criticize her is so much. Oh, I thought it was because you thought she was evil. No, no, no. People only criticize things that they they like. Don't you know that? Like, if you criticize AOC, it's because you want to date her, right? If, if if you have any issue with, like, well, that's, LGBTQ that's the iron, lifestyles, iron it's because you're in the closet, that's, that's right? The iron, you, that's the iron law of kindergarten playgrounds. That's true. Exactly. I know also, you are, but what am I? Pulled her pigtails. No, when, when you pull her pigtails, it's because you, you like her. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I really, I guess I just really am so in love. With AOC. I mean, so I guess when you make a video about AOC, you're like, it's a marriage proposal, essentially. Basically, I've only I've only made like hey. one or two videos about her. So I guess I've, I've proposed to her twice. I'm waiting, you know. They're not getting, they, this is modern times. No one's looking to get married. They're just looking for the uh, Netflix and chill. Ooh. All right, you guys ready for this story? Here we go from TimCast.com. Gay conservative professor under investigation for offering chocolates to attendees at an open house. Is I gotta say, now, hold, hold on. Hold on there, Bertman. What kind of chocolates were they? They were Jeremy's chocolates. That's the story. A professor had candy laid out. Some of them were Jeremy's chocolates. They said it created a hostile work environment and put him on leave. I got to say, of all the teachers out there trying to give candy to children, I think this is the one we need to worry about the least. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. Richardson, who is a self-described gay conservative at the College's Human Resources, wrote a letter regarding the matter. Which was delivered by a uniformed police officer. Unbelievable. Well, to no, his home really. on Monday. The state center community college district informed Richardson, who had been employed at the college for nearly 33 years, that he'd been placed on paid administrative leave pending an investigation into unspecified allegations of creating a hostile work environment, along with reportedly harassing and discriminating against colleagues based on gender. And Bruh. we are not fed up with this yet, America? Bruh, bro. Oh, it's only getting worse, buddy. It is? Oh, oh yeah, it's, yeah. Totally, it's, it's getting, getting so much worse. <laughs> but I'm wondering what happens to actually make, if people will get fed up, at what point they will, if they will, because, I mean, I am of the opinion that we are in a cultural revolution in, in the United States, um, and I'm not sure how many people here agree with me, but I think everyone does, um, and I'm just wondering when the rest of uh, the rest of the alleged liberals will realize that progressivism is not liberal, that it's illiberal that it's authoritarian that it's essentially you know maoism in in the united states yeah i i think this professor is horrible <laughs> really bad guy now i want some want a little bit yeah send it over yeah. <laughs> which one is that one we have like two thousand bars no. have you no, had one yet haven't got a lot of uh, no i haven't had one you want one no nah, i'm good it's not bad it's really not i got some already not not a whole bunch of ingredients in it either it means it's healthy for you. Which one is this one? I guess. It's a lot of sugar. Right. <laughs> a lot of it's sugar. actually not that bad. One bar, it's like 19 grams of sugar. Mm -hmm. So I guess if that's all you eat, not the worst thing, but, you know, we're now in a state where if you take a dump on a pride flag, hate crime, maximum penalty. If you try to kill people on a subway train or threaten to do so, you're the victim. Of course. And if you're a professor who offers up chocolate that happens to be made by Jeremy Boring, you will be placed on leave and placed under investigation and the police will come serve you notice. 
I mean, the left understands the friend-enemy distinction just way better than the right. They, they understand where they're at. They understand that the key right now is marking territory, knowing who's on your side. They're willing to punish their enemies and reward their friends with every opportunity. And it's gross. It, it's, it's difficult in a society. We, we wish we wouldn't live that way, but we have to understand that's where we're at right now. And just like you're saying, oh, you got to get out of these cities if you're a conservative or if you're right-leaning or any of this. Well, you also have to get out of any of these lines of employment or anything thing if you are not along with the progressive agenda they're gonna come for you no matter even if you're gay or whatever it doesn't matter if you disagree with them on something you will get purged that's why i like eating the chocolate bars mm. on the show and making a joke out of it because i really would prefer it if people stopped buying hershey's and started doing nothing but buy jeremy's parallel economy tim actually pays me in in jeremy's chocolate that's, that's all. all he gets he gets one chocolate bar every night every night that's it. It's, and, it's but magical. he has to eat it. I, and I have to eat it even yeah. if I'm really full. So, <laughs> really full. so Tim is feeding the Irish, basically? Yeah, is that it's confirmed? true. It's mm. true. Tim, Tim feeds starving thing? artists. What's that? Uh, it's just a bad joke. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but this is, uh, I mean, look, this is how the left works, though, right? So you mentioned earlier someone on the, the subway threatening people trying to bring them harm uh you mean they're a, the victim yeah they're a victim exactly right. well that's because the left of course divides people up into victim classes and oppressor classes and i think a lot of people on the right don't realize just how far that goes it's actually ideological consist ideologically consistent it doesn't map onto the world but it's consistent because in their minds if someone is a victim any and all behaviors that they engage in are a manifestation of their victimhood and if someone's an oppressor any and all behaviors that they exhibit are a manifestation of their oppressiveness. So, even though you had a clear situation of self-defense, right, the person who was screaming at other people on the subway, he's a victim by his very nature and can never be anything else because the left's placed him in this category. So his behavior, which we all understand as reasonable people victimizes others, actually makes him the victim. And then the person who acts in self-defense is an aggressor because he can't be anything but an aggressor. It's literally his nature. It's the label that belongs on him. It's his category. It's literal anarcho-tyranny. Well, it's, it's an inversion of uh, aristocracy, right? <clears throat> Aristocrats have more privileges than you. They have more rights than you. Well, because this person is a victim, therefore they are allowed this extra latitude. Certain laws don't apply to them. They are above these things because these allowances have to be made. You're held to a different standard because you don't have that status. Mm -hmm. It's really I all there is to it. I, well, I feel like... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, and I'll also say, I mean, they actually believe... These people are so, so paranoid and insane. They think, and this is... They, they honestly think, the true believers among them, that white people on some subconscious level, even if they don't realize it consciously, white people are walking around thinking, how can I kill a black person? They really genuinely think that that is how white people's minds work in this culture. So when a white person defends himself from a black person and that black person dies, well, they were clearly just looking for the opportunity to kill a black person. And if you want to tell me they don't actually think that way, then give me any other model of thought that predicts the outcome of them always insisting that the white person is an aggressor in every situation, even when it was clearly self-defense. They're projecting. These people feel that way, and their assumption then is everyone else feels the same way as them. Well, you remember what Robin D'Angelo wrote, right? About everyone is racist. everything she said about black people. And yep. also, in any given situation, it's not a question of whether racism occurred. It's how did racism manifest itself? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's That's, right. insa that's, that's actual that's... insanity, right? But that is what they believe. These and... are their sacred texts. This is their, uh, 
academic literature. It's 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 not whether or not you have sinned. It is how, how? have you sinned? Mm -hmm. it, it, you are you are impure from birth because of the original sin of racism. Racism. And this is this. It, it's unfortunate that these things are actually explain explaining them is fairly complex <laughs> oftentimes and the average person doesn't understand this stuff and to try and explain it to them just makes you sound like you're a little on the crazy side and i think that the most effective way to fight this stuff is to inform people of what's going on so that way they can see because when you try to engage most of the leftist arguments at their face the leftists don't really care which way you engage the argument because the point is to get you to engage the argument in the way that they frame it. Right, on their terms. Yeah, and that's part of the, that is that is actually the target. It's not whether or not you say the right thing. There is no right thing to say. It's that you're engaging in the argument that they make. Like, right. when they make the argument about the, about, you know, this person, um, this person that, that killed the guy on, on the subway, they're making you engage in the argument in a certain way. Yeah. And, and that's the problem. If you can notice that, no, this is not about a uh, power dynamic. This is about a guy trying to protect people. And if you can make that, if you can make the viewer of the art engagement see that and see through their framing, that's so, a way to make people aware of what's going on. But, to just engage with the argument that they present to you that that ends up making the average person the fool because they use things like dual meanings with words you know yeah. the meaning of racism mm -hmm. will change and stuff in this in the middle of the argument and stuff so it's a lot of Martin Bailey stuff but if you don't know and you approach the arguments on their face you lose. you'll end up losing well right. you you have to reframe it Exactly. Because they yeah. reframe things in such an insane way. And what often happens is conservatives, and this is a point that's been made a million times, it's it's a dead horse, but, you know, sometimes a dead horse needs a good smack or two. Uh, and <laughs> they, I've never heard that just, Well, that's because that's it's a Seamus Coughlin original. But they'll sometimes. say, you know, it's so annoying that leftists will accuse conservatives of being racist, and the conservative goes to all these links to explain, explain uh, links yeah. to yeah. explain they're not racist. Yeah. And that's no, true, sure. right? And then, on the other hand, you'll have, like, fringe conservatives conservatives who think that they're transcending the paradigm by going actually i am yeah, racist yeah, that's the wrong thing what, what you should be <laughs> saying is what are you talking exactly. about exactly this this has nothing to do with that you're clearly grasping at straws like don't even engage with yeah. the issue of race when they when, bring it up when they say it's you're, never done sincerely when you're saying when when you're saying oh or when you're being told you're racist the, the wrong answer is well let me tell you everyone's racist so yeah, yeah did not show you no that is wrong that is the that is a failure of 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 you on your part you have to just you have to say that you're not racist and that to even accuse you of racism it's is absurd. Um, you know, right? like now on, off the, right off the bat, like you're, in my opinion, you should, you should reply with an insult because to call someone an insult or to call someone racism, racist is to insult them. That's the intent that they're from, doing. From now on, anytime we have a leftist on the show, <laughs> the first thing I ask is, are you racist? Yeah. 
Good yeah. move. Because then you put them on the defensive. Mm -hmm. you know well, I mean? it's, it's, it's because they have to say yes. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, wow, we've right. never, you know, because all of us, we are not racist. <laughs> so I don't even know. Are. I can't platform you here. <laughs> like, that's, that's interesting. I wonder if the New York Times will say about you're an admitted racist. Yeah. So you're a, you're an admitted racist. You admit you're racist. racist. That's interesting. It's horrible. Yeah. We, we, we should be platforming admitted racists on the left. Isn't Robin D'Angelo you know, an admitted racist? Yes. Is. And this is the funny thing. 100% I would imagine of leftists who come on the show would be self-admitted racists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guarantee. You know what I mean? And then you, we bring on a conservative and we're like, you've been accused of being racist. They're like, I'm not racist. Tucker Carlson being accused. Of, he's like, I'm not racist. The left, they all will admit it. Mm -hmm. Isn't this the weirdest time to so be alive? It's like, because they're all white supremacists. Well, and again, this, yeah, this, this is how they, they feel bad about it. Just remember, when somebody says you're racist or asks if you're racist or asks if you have like negative racial attitudes, what they're doing is they're looking at you and they're asking, when did you stop beating your wife? I if your response to that is, well, I've never, I would never do that. And I, it's like, well, hold on. Why are you even giving a, they just said they made a ridiculous no. accusation with no evidence. I figured it out. How conservatives can win every single court case, every single jury. Here's what you do right now. I hope the law firm that's representing Daniel Penny hears me out. Ask every juror, are you inherently Ooh. racist? And if they say yes... Then you say to the judge, I don't think an inherent racist can be an impartial juror on a race, on, 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 on this racial issue. Yeah. Anybody who's moderate or conservative leaning or independent will say I'm not. And any leftist will say they are. Totally. Jury hack. Jury hack. And then you're not kicking off someone based on their political affiliation. Or they're, they're watching Tim Pool. They're admittedly racist. And you're like, your, your honor, if the person is admittedly racist, how are we going to have a fair trial? Yeah. We're not. Is anybody like, it's fair point? They, they had outright said they're biased against people based on race. Right. Then you'll get some middle-of-the-road guy. He's going to be like, no, I'm not a racist. I think I'll be fair. I'm like, okay. That's a really good idea. Yeah, yep. Jury hack. Try that. And you can do it in <laughs> any single jury trial. Any single one. No matter what it is. Civil case, criminal. Imagine this. Imagine you're trying to win a defamation case against the New York Times or something like that. When you're doing jury selection, say, are you a racist? The leftists remove themselves. So here's a funny story. Speaking of jury selection, back in the 1980s, my dad got selected for jury duty. He was talking about the people who clearly did not want to be on jury or did not want to have to do a jury duty. So one guy came in wearing an American flag tie because he's like, look, I have a business to run. I don't have time to be on a jury. And then this other lady, when they were asking questions without them knowing anything about the case, they say, do you believe in the death penalty? She goes, yes. And I think he should get it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. That's how you that's how you get off get get out of jury duty. Not the obvious I don't have time for this or you dress weird. No, no, you got to just yeah, be a bad juror. But no, the guy wore an American flag tie and they didn't just answer the question normally. They they didn't call him back to the jury. Wow. This is back in the 80s. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's ingenious. <laughs> I I would love to have jury duty. This is also Cook County, right? This is Chicago. So. If I was on jury duty, I just I Maybe I shouldn't say this because this will preclude me from. Yeah, they're jury. not. You're already off, dude. Yeah. There's no way. There's bro, no way I would, I'd be like jury. not guilty no matter what. Like, <laughs> bro, the, all right, you, now it's done. You'd have to show me a video of the guy committing the crime, and then like the guy being questioned, is that you on camera? Yes. Did you commit the crime? I did. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I guess then I'll, I'll say yes. But like, even he, then, you're like, I don't think he pleads yeah. guilty, and you're like, I don't think he did it. What if it's deep fake? If there's, if it's like a crime involving children, I probably would. Like, give me evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. But if it's something like possession of a drug, it's just never going to be. It's going to be a no for me, <laughs> dog. Yeah, it's yeah. just if not it, happening. If it's not a violent crime, <laughs> yeah. dude's going home. If there's no victim. <laughs> going home. If, if it's like, if it's, if it's crimes against children, 
and of a sexual nature or something like that, he's probably I'm probably just going to be like, lock him up, lock yeah. him up. Yeah, it makes like, sense. Like, I, I need the evidence. Obviously, you got to present your case. But that's where I'm actually like, the system should imprison these people. Mm-hmm. Then it's like somebody's like, he was caught with, he was like driving and they found a bag of weed in his car. I'd be like, I don't see why putting him in prison is going to be Or he hit him. a pedestrian or something. It's like, <laughs> look, we have, we're just a, a nation with you too many. That's, that's not a joke. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If is that you, a real thing that if, people. If, if a guy what? is on trial for hitting a pedestrian, there is a strong possibility that I'm not going to send him to prison. Because you got to think about what that means. Are we talking about a guy who intentionally ran someone down? Okay, then probably. Sorry, give, me, just, give me the proof and we'll lock him up. Are you talking about a guy who's like driving down the road with his kid and then his kid drops the toy and then he looks down and someone walks out Oof. from between two cars and he hits him and he's like, oh my God, I can't believe what I've done. Like, do I want to, I don't want to send that guy to prison. Well, I would send right. the kid to prison for not saying like, think, something. Think about <laughs> Daniel Penny, right? <laughs> The They're saying it's manslaughter. They're yeah, calling it manslaughter. Saying minds. it was not proportional, bro. If I was in the jury, I would just be like, "There is literally nothing you can say." I wouldn't want to. Like, here's the problem: if they're like, "Answer truthfully," I'll be honest. If they're like, "Do you think you'd be fair and impartial?" I do think I'd be fair, absolutely, one hundred percent. And that's an acquittal. This guy's going home tomorrow. I'm gonna walk in there and I'm gonna say to all the jury, "I'm like, I'm gonna be the foreman. All in favor? No. Well, I'll say this: not guilty, and I'm not changing my mind. There's literally nothing you can say. And they'll, and then it's either guys. That's my position. If you want to go home, you can agree with me. Otherwise, we'll be here as long as it takes until, they get, until we get a mistrial. But I'm, I'm not guilty for me, dog. Yeah. Two things. The Libertarian Party and, and Libertarians have been very pro-jury nullification for a long time. And, you know, if it's, if it's a, cr- a crime without a victim, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I'm not going to put this person in jail. I'm not going to ruin their life. Um, and second of all, Seamus, the children do yearn for the minds. So. Oh, so you you want to send kids to mines? I mean, typical libertarian. That's where they're. That's <laughs> where they belong. Libertarian. What do you mean they, they, they play belong. Minecraft? That's the point. That's right. They yearn for the <laughs> oh my mines. Gosh. You Minecraft, Minecraft is a psyop. I was to literally get them setting you up for that. For using <laughs> to, to get them prepared to want to work in mines. Exactly. That's true. So this is like a return to tradition. Then. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, yeah. everybody. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel. Share the show if you really do like it. Tell your friends about it. Word of mouth is the most powerful way podcasts grow, especially when they're trying to censor us and the corporate press is lying about us. And head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. Become a member. We're going to have an uncensored members only show live on the front page of TimCast.com at about 10, 10 p.m. where we even have members call into the show to ask questions. So if you want to be part of that, click join us at TimCast.com. But let's read. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Oren, sir, you recently said, quote, the base cares more about Trump publicly humil- humiliating journalists than competent governance. Do you really feel that way or was it just a Twitter tweet thing? No, I think that's absolutely right. A lot of people have framed the DeSantis-Trump you know, uh, battle over, well, we want DeSantis because he's more competent. And I want to be really clear. I'm a big fan of DeSantis. I live in Florida. I love what he's done. But I think Trump is more valuable right now because I do think that just destroying the image of the journalist of the media as something important that crowns our leaders that holds up public opinion and defines it is way more important than any given policy. I think it would be great if Trump was a more competent governor, of course, uh, or in competent governance. But I do think that at this point, the uh, base does care a lot more about him humiliating the media. And I think they're right about that. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. I kind of agree. Yeah, honestly. It feels good because they yeah. lie. They're lying liars, smear merchants, and, and he gets a chance to stand up and say to them for us, 
and it feels good, man. The way, yeah. the way to break their pow- their grip on power and stuff is mockery. That is the best way to make make fools of them Agreed. and let everyone see that they are not better than most of the time, worse than you. The only reason to interact with these legacy institutions is to humiliate them yeah. and reduce their ability to control yep. credentials. Michael Malice Absolutely. is right. Every single when the, the job is finished, when every journalist is looked at like a tobacco lobbyist, yeah, <laughs> that's when yep. the job is done. That's, that's what that's one. what they deserve. And honestly, like we are getting there, and and that's yes, that's something I, I think you're right about that in the sense that look, that that's where Trump is most effective when he's tearing these people apart. And I think many of the cultural shifts, look, there's there there are things he did in office that I do think were very valuable for example the judges he appointed the fact that roe was overturned there's a lot to praise him for in that but it was the cultural impact he had and also the fact that he forced the warhawks into the democratic party for the most part just one second i want to i want to go ahead and trigger some of the the uh, trump supporters yes. last night the worst thing that he did was he called uh the right to bear arms a privilege yeah and that is unacceptable right. and right. i want to point that out because I'm, i don't want people to think that like that slipped by me as like ultimately pro to a guy like i want to i want to i want to read the super chat for you go Phil. that one gamer says lol why did phil sound like spongebob ah, earlier <laughs> 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 Dude, <laughs> SpongeBob singing metal. Uh, Cody May says teachers are more competent than that host. Phil, what uh, was that one reference to? Which host? Oh, the uh, host with uh, with Trump. Are you talking about? Oh yeah, so. yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Collins. Uh, okay, I'm gonna read this one. Trav to the world says, imagine if Bud Light had sponsored a sequel to Two Girls One Cup. The association <laughs> would cause people to be revolted by the beer. It's not that people think Bud Light is gay. It's that they're literally disgusted by the product. Listen, we are uh, at, the, at the rate we're going on. Uh, if we stay on the same track, we are three prides away from a from a two girls, one cup float heading right down Main Street. No, but I think I think you're right. That I was think, two prides ago. I think. <laughs> well, but what Trav to the world is saying is that people see Bud Light and it reminds them of Dylan Mulvaney and Dylan Mulvaney, I describe as nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Yes. So just seeing Bud Light, it's grating. It's like, oh, I just infuriated by the the whiny, shrieking, twitching things that Dylan Mulvaney does. It's like weird nails on a chalkboard behavior. Yeah, definitely. Disgust is really powerful too. It is. Yeah. Radioactive Rats says, Seamus, you should make a cartoon where Joe identifies as one of those tiny chairs so he can get kids to sit in his lap. Oh, Joe so Biden? Them. Oh my gosh. Come on, man. Well, what is a chair? Ah, no, you can certainly not identifying. Can tell me it's that. where they wear the fake chair arms. You know how they do that, and they'll like they'll, they're, they're, it's a couch costume, <laughs> and then you have like fake arms, and you you know you ever see those? No, no, I've never seen a fake chair costume. Let me look up. Yeah, there's a bunch of prank videos where like a guy's in a car. <laughs> what kind and of websites are you on? YouTube. <laughs> the guy, the guy's in the driver's seat wearing a costume that looks like a car seat, and then someone sits. I in have his, seen that dude. And then he grabs him. Those are great. The car looks like it's driving. I got a really itself. good idea for a, a, a bit that I always wanted to do, but it's just just not. There's Feasible. no point. Well, it's it, I don't know. The idea was to get a car and put rabbits in a passenger seat, and then in the in the back seat. And then for the driver, have a rabbit taped to your head and then slowly pull up. And then when you get to the drive through window, just turn your head very slowly and go, hello, I ordered the food. Please hurry. It's cold up here. You know, like the rabbits are taking over. You can, I mean, they might be. 
I just think that'd be. They fun. have a lot. I mean, they look the he, the hand that the the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Tim, uh, I, I, <laughs> I regret to inform you, Eve Six has joined the struggle session of CNN. <laughs> they're they're complaining about Anderson Cooper on the Bird app as well. Shame on you, Anderson Cooper. It's so weird that the guy from Eve Six just is like. He went from, he's got one of the biggest songs of our generation. Yeah. A couple of them, actually. Here's to the Night, I think, was bigger. Mm, no. It's not, it, was, it wasn't. Well, here's. But it's, it's big. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure their first, the second album was bigger than their first album. I could be wrong. I don't know. But uh, Here's to the Night was played at every graduation ceremony and like school dance. That's yeah. why, like, I think, I understand in terms of everyone knows the song Inside Out, the yeah. Heart in a Blender song. Yeah. But Here's to the Night, everyone's like, oh, that's that song. I think if they heard it, they might be like, oh, yeah. yeah. He went from that to some random guy in the crowd just waving his fist at Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, why, dude? I mean, to be fair, like, they, I didn't, the, his, his star kind of rose again when he started talking smack on Twitter. Because they, I didn't, re like, he was really but out like, of the public eye. But come on, like, your star rising in the sewer is not <laughs> something that's like, you know. And I've offered to have him on the show, like, 12 times already. And he runs away every time. He's like a dude in the crowd. And he's like, yeah, Donald Trump. And then I'm like, hey, bro, love your music. Would you want to come on the show? <laughs> and then he runs away. He's like, <laughs> and he just, woo, he's gone. He's always been nice. And so I don't want to, like, I don't want to talk badly about him. But, you know, it'd be, it'd be cool if, uh, if he would, you know, come on the show and tell us why he thinks that a Maoist struggle session of CNN is a good idea. I mean, he's not going to call it that. I'm just like, hey, bro, I see you have opinions. Would you like to share them on a, on a, on a podcast? And then he just shuts up and disappears. Come on. Uh, it's like he, hang he, out. He comes and smack talks and then runs away when I'm like, hello, friend. Would you like to come on the show? I promise I will not you know try to do? ratio. What? One of two things. I think I, I tweeted, if he doesn't come on the show, I'm going to start a band called Eve 7, which yeah. is one better than Eve 6. <laughs> we should yeah. just cover a bunch of Eve 6 songs. Like, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was rocking out to Promise earlier. I tweeted about it because like, I think it's funny. Like, Bro, I grew up listening to this music. We, I listen to all the pop punk. We bands. could totally cover Inside Out and Here's to the Night and put them on YouTube. He'd make a bunch of money. But it'd be fine because it would just ruffle his feathers. Oh, yeah. I, I gotta say, man, the lyrics to Promise are really good. Like that dude yeah. wrote a a. It's it's lyrically brilliant, and I think Here's to the Night is one of the best songs ever. It's 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 a classical. It's a classic coming of age, like high school graduation mm -hmm. song from our generation. And everyone knows the Heart in a Blender song. And I'm like, bro, you're allowed to have these opinions. And you're also allowed to come on the show and talk about it. But I don't get it. It's like he doesn't want attention. Well, it's, you know it, I mean? it's because of the fact that the left thinks that coming on to this show uh, is is violating the rules you know you're 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 engaging with the uh the verboten the the people that are not to be named or spoken about well this is this is part so he was on and we talked about it lance was on the show a little while ago and then i saw him retweet a day or two after the shooting the headline about how the the shooter had shared stuff from timcast i was like dude you were on the show. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you were like on the show with us like two right. days ago. Yeah, that's funny. The, but he, he exemplifies perfectly the cult. One, mm -hmm. he said that, uh, I'll keep it very, very family friendly, that engaging in relation, a male engaging in relations with a male of a specific nature was not gay. And that he also recognized every single person would disagree with that stance. Meaning like he's aware he's this weird outlier of fringe belief. He's also aware that on this show, I said, I think 
uh, he, he was like, you think Blair White should use a men's room? I was like, no, I think Blair White should use the the, the bathroom where she looks and most most fits in mm-hmm. and Buck Angel too. So it doesn't, it'll probably create more problems. And he's like, oh, that's really woke. And I'm like, yeah, I guess maybe if you watched the show, you wouldn't call me right wing, but he doesn't watch the show. So he tweets out the right finally admits that the grooming thing was about indoctrinating kids into queer cult, uh, into queer lifestyles and they think it's sexual. And I'm like, finally admits that's like literally, literally the premise the of the thing, whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the trans pedagogy document shared by James Lindsay about getting glitter in the carpet that can never be removed is the basis of the entire argument the whole time. Like, and they don't watch the show. They have no idea what's being said. Like trying to separate children from their parents and their familial identity so that they see you as the only right. person who cares for them so that they can inculcate you into a cult of sexual perversion and have you act in ways which sexually gratify them. If only there were a word for that. If only there was a word that describes that kind of behavior. I mean, I made a sign and everything, so. <laughs> right on. Anyway. That's we, right. We, that's right. Yes. Don't make me tap the sign. <laughs> I think we just got to cover, you know, promise or something. Or here's to the night. And then he'll be forced after the cover gets a billion views yeah to be like i'm gonna come on this show let's do it we gotta we gotta get the guy from eve six max max come on we want you on the show max we love your music if you don't come on we're we're gonna gonna cover cover one song every month by eve six until you come on we're gonna make you double platinum again whether you like it or not (laughs) he has this tweet pinned to his twitter where he's like we're gonna be huge again and i'm like (laughs) that's easy but i hope i i hope that He's not thinking that by just tweeting how he hates Trump is what's going to make him big because I genuinely think their music is really good. Like he's he's a really good lyricist. Like the lyric, I'm, man, I got to tell you, and especially how bad modern lyrics are. I'm like listening to the old Eve Six song. I'm like, these are good. These are well written. So he's just got to not pigeonhole himself. You know, I think that's what he's doing. Let's read some more here. Where, where, where are we at? Fear Me It's Bree says, hey, Tim, tomorrow Maine is having a hearing on a trans trafficking bill that would make us a trans tourism state that would allow the kidnapping and transitioning of children from other states. LD1735. Yikes. Jeez. Man. That kind of stuff is really, really, really dangerous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they, and it's only getting worse. It's only spreading to more states, yeah. which means you're only going to have more challenges that go up to federal. It's it's going to get wild. It's going to get, yeah. All right. Robert Knight says, the, uh, the problem with defaulting is the massive amount of U.S. bonds owned by banks. It'll cause the cascade failure leading to the CBDC. It's why Dems refuse to negotiate. This is what I think the plan is. Maybe. I think so, too. And they'll blame it on Republicans. Yeah. All right. Eric Miller says, question for everyone. Would you surrender your freedom for for full communist subjugation if it guaranteed everyone else's freedom in the country? What? Would you choose to singularly live under a communist dictatorship, but everyone else in the country, all 330 million are guaranteed freedom forever? Well, it, it wouldn't work. There'd be no central distribution of goods to me from who? Uh-huh. No, it, it means... You would be subjugated. Uh-huh. You would only be allowed to eat the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. You would have to do the work to what you're capable of doing. You would mm-hmm. not get fancy cars. You would never have a a beautiful suite. You'd live in the gutter. And it meant everyone else uh, was free. I got I to gotta talk to my spiritual director about that one. I'm not sure. I think you're obligated to do it, Seamus. I'm required to. Well, I think you are required to. <laughs> Why would I? I don't think so, because then I'd be forcing myself to live in ways that would destroy my soul. 
But you'd be sacrificing yourself to save everyone else. Maybe. Like, WWJD. Yeah, the Jesus of communism. Yeah, exactly. Like, but, but like, does that save my soul? Because I'm just like, okay. I assume they're going to prevent me from practicing my faith, right? Well, let me ask. Yes. Let me ask no, you this. Uh, no, I'm not doing But it. what if it made everyone else want it. to practice the faith? If it pushed everyone else like, what to if, be Catholic? What if, well, let me, let me ask you this. I told, I gotta, I'll ask my, I, you know, when the opportunity comes up, I'll have a long conversation with my spiritual director about let's, it. That's a, a let's moral say, question I don't have an answer for. Here's a question. A guy, he, he he's like, ah, Seamus, you're, you're coming with me and we're going to subjugate you and you'll never be oh, allowed to practice worst. your religion and you're going to live under a communist boot. And then you say, for everyone, I will choose to do this. Mm -hmm. And if in doing so, everyone else in the, in the world said, wow, is that what it means to be a Christian? I convert. Hold on a second. But then in, in some sense, you could argue that that's doing good, that evil, or that's doing evil, that good might come of it. Like I'm, I'm abandoning my religion so that other people might adopt it. So I'm doing well, something you're bad, not, you're hoping people will religion. do something good. Yeah, well, you're, it's complicated because it's being forced on me, right? But then I'm also they're, agreeing to have it forced no, on no, me. No, no, I'm saying, yeah, like you, you are, you, you, no one's saying you never, you don't believe it. It's just, you're not allowed to practice. They're like, they're going to lock you in a box. I don't like that. Everybody else. <laughs> but I don't know. That's tough. I mean, like, I, like I said, it's a, it's a good question. Know, I might say yes. If I, it was I, like, you win the culture war right now. But I have to live in a woke university. I can't leave well, forever. It, it, I might say yes. It, but hold, th there is a different question here. Where if it's we win the culture war, you know, and all these lives are saved, these children aren't mutilated, abortion stops happening, but we kill you, or you have to be miserable, or something. Then I think there's a much more clear moral answer to that. But if it's mm. you, you have to forego your relationship with God. I think that's different. you can't practice. You're allowed to believe whatever you mm. want. So, like, what if they said, we're going to lock you in a university, like, decently sized, you can never go outside again, and the culture war is over, freedom and meritocracy wins. I might say, I'd probably say yes to that. You know, and then you can, like, people will walk by and they'll point, and I'll be in the window, and I'll be like this, just, like, looking sad. <laughs> and then there'll be a plaque under it that's like, he gave us our freedom, and you're like, oh, because the window all set. <laughs> you know, but there's, like, video games in there or something. So <laughs> No, no, wait, what? So you get locked in a building where you get to play video games all day, and you're the savior of the world? Hey, you But they're, no. like, the worst woke no. video games. Like, <laughs> oh, he's playing Depression <laughs> Quest. Yeah you're, you're, yeah, you're playing, like, EA's most woke thing. It's yeah. unimaginable. It's just Snake. Eternal <laughs> Snake's fun. Snake. All right, Lamp Post has question for Phil. Today marks one year since we lost Trevor Strand. He meant a lot to us in the metal community. I was wondering if you had ever met or toured with him and if you had any kind words to share. Uh, I didn't know Trevor well. I met him um, a few times, you know, passing by and stuff. Uh, we did one tour that they were on um, back in like 2012. It was Death Clock, All That Remains, uh, Black Dahlia Murder, and I forget if there was a, a fourth band. But uh, I wasn't close with him, no, so I don't have any kind of special stories or anything, uh, unfortunately. But I know he was a really nice guy, and he was really, really well-loved. And uh, if you are struggling, call someone. Uh, your life has value. And to be honest with you, the people that are in your lives, they kind of share your life with them. So it's not just yours to take. Don't Don't give up. Call someone there's, I don't know what the hotline is off, off the top of my head, but call the suicide hotline. There are people out there that you can talk to. So don't give up. Cheers. What do we got? Glucose Donor says, Seamus, did you see the Vox video today about Texas and Judge shopping? As a Texan, I would love to see Debunkers episode four. They made oh. a bunch of claims and projected the entire time. I, well, thank you because we're always looking for new videos to debunk for the debunkers. And we're trying to do one episode <clears throat> every month moving forward that's our goal so if you guys want to see videos debunked please 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 send them to us my twitter dms are open i'll also mention this 
Make sure you send stuff that has a lot of statistical information in it. Like, I, I don't want... It's a waste It's a waste of time to do a debunkers video over something that we're only refuting based on principle. Like, I want to look into their stats and explain to you why their stats are BS. So, make sure, make sure it's something that you're watching that you can't figure out how to debunk, that it would take us research to be able to debunk. And we'll, we'll do it. Ryan Berkabile says, a few years ago, a picture went viral of a Black Lives Matter wiping with the American flag that was ruled freedom of speech. It's because the American flag is a national flag and the pride symbol is not its ide ideology. Mm. So they're making the argument that, al although I do think it's interesting because you can argue nationality is protected under the Civil Rights Act, but um, I think it's obvious. Struggle sessions. Yeah. Communism. Don't insult their religion. Yep. They'll come after you. Greenleaf forward. Yep. That's what it is. Pinochet's helicopter tour says New York. <laughs> we we, so we read comments from Pinochet's helicopter tours all the time. It's so funny. New York was the only colony to abstain from signing the Declaration of Independence, of which the second paragraph is pretty much an instruction manual. Really? Wow. Hmm. I didn't know that. All right. Bo Jivin says, Tim, remember when you'd said you'd dropkick a rapist on the Philly train? Now you cold shoulder the Marine because why? You're being a hypocrite. Oh, but you got out of the Ma City. Yes. If I was on the train, I would dropkick the rapist literally raping the woman. That's still true right now. I would not choose to go live in a place where those things are regularly happen happening. I hope this guy gets acquitted. I'm just saying it's particularly frustrating to be at a point where people after all of these years, are still just blindly supporting these cities, living in these cities. And I'm just like, when, when Kim Potter got arrested, I said, look, after everything that's happened with defund the police, abolish the police, with the BLM riots, you choose to be a cop and this happens to you. Like at a certain point, you have to be responsible for your choices you make. That's just my philosophy. That's my moral philosophy. It's like, if somebody is in their house and the house is on fire, it's an accident. We're like, okay, we're going to try and save them. If somebody walks into a burning building, it's like, are, do we believe in personal responsibility and to what degree? So my stance is this, the guy did the right thing. He was protecting people. He should not be charged at all, but we all knew it was coming. We all knew it would happen. We know the violence has been on the subways for a long time. We know the violence is getting worse. At what point does his personal responsibility kick in? That doesn't mean don't donate to him. I'm just saying, at what point are we going to, are we going to be like, yeah, like these people choose to live this way. You know what I mean? That's that's the point I'm trying to make. Because I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't want to live that way. All right. Sir Thomas Drake says, everyone deserves a legal defense for unjust prosecution. Who cares whether he's left or right? He did the right thing. My question to you then would be the people arrested during the 2020 riots. Should we donate to them? I mean, we're not going to assume any of them are guilty. They're innocent until proven guilty. But everybody still got mad that Kamala Harris and the staff for Joe Biden's campaign were donating to these leftist uh, legal funds. They were directly supporting people we knew were engaging in, these, in this violence. But on an individual level, we don't know. You know, everyone's innocent until proven guilty. When the left rioted during Trump's inauguration and set fires uh, to the, to, in the street and, and torched a car and smashed windows, they were acquitted, sued the city, and then won millions of dollars. And it was because we couldn't prove, this, the, the government couldn't prove, any particular individual did anything wrong. We recognize those people are evil people, right? Like running around, but we also recognize there's no grounds for conviction because I don't know who they are. You know, I'm just, I just, I don't know, man. Where's the line? Where's the line? If, if we assume this guy is conservative, it's okay. 
But if he's Antifa or a Democrat, people are going to be like, why are you supporting these people? You know, you wouldn't donate to the defense fund of Antifa. The, nobody donated the defense fund of the people with Molotov cocktails after they were accused of giving, giving those out. Can, can, ex, uh, can experience, as I live in Brooklyn, in the only Republican congressional district in the borough, plenty of us do vote knowing the facts, bro. Well, I, I, uh, I support you, man. Best, best of luck in the fire, you know? All right, let's see. Where are we at with these super chats? The super Gold, chats, there. Golden Fleece Game says Trump needs to purge and purify the state. Blatant violations of the Constitution need to be eradicated. I think he needs to arrest people. I, I look forward to it. You'd be in jail. Yeah, well, he didn't do that, so maybe he won't. I don't know. Yeah. Neglectful sausages. Bill Gates bought tons of Heineken stock in March shortly before the Bud Light fiasco. Think about it. Well, you think that Bill Gates was like, <laughs> Anheuser, you need to sponsor Dylan Mulvaney. Trust me. Really? It'll be great. Do you, do you think that Bill Gates is really making money off a stock in, in Anheuser-Busch? I mean, yeah. I, I, Heineken. I, or, well, in Heineken? I mean, I, I, is, is Heineken moving that much? Is, what, what, what kind of volatility is in the uh, Heineken beer market? I mean, he's, he's already... He's, already like the owner of ibm he's got more shares of ibm microsoft. i can't imagine yeah oh yeah microsoft i can't imagine that that there's a, a compelling reason for him to get into the heineken business you know why because ai is just going to start writing way cooler operating systems maybe without I having mean, nearly the overhead and then people possible. are just gonna have a custom os and then bill gates will be able to do anything about it but let me tell you they won't have custom beers in the they, same way <laughs> you'll see you know not I, quite as easy for a computer to spit out a a new uh, glass of beer with a set of tasty ingredients. I'm not a drinker, but Heineken. But I can't imagine Heineken being like the winner of. Look, of he's a sci yeah, he's a scientist of a sort. I trust him. <laughs> <laughs> John Josh Berg says Bud Light, the beer for the queer. Yo, yeah, but that's not fair because it's LGBTQ. It's not just the it's queer. Political. It's it's the it's the lesbian. But doesn't the Q stand for queer? It's yeah, queer. Right. politically queer. But, but I'm I'm saying just oh. saying queer is exclusionary because you have to include all the letters. Uh, what does and the numbers? What does queer what about mean at this point? Have they, what are they supposed to drink? Queer means an essence without, or a, a, an, I think it's an essence that with doesn't have a gender. Is what queer actually yeah, is gender. because the, the whole point of queer is to renounce and uh be against whatever is considered normal right. yeah. so to be queer is to reject normal sexuality so if you reject normal sexuality you can be queer and that's what part of the reason why the that's what i'm saying isn't all of it like queer quote it, unquote yeah, it all fits under queer and that's why you can become queer and have a have an approved right. identity so that's why, or that's part of the reason why the LGBT lobby has grown so much mm. because everybody that's a normal person, nor, I guess normal cis white person that's boring and doesn't have a politically correct identity, right. because if you're a white person and you're a cis person, you've got, and you're male, you've got all the bad things. Yeah. If you want to get on board with the approved with the approval train, you go ahead and say that you have a queer identity and then right. you're absolved of your original sin of cis white hetero whiteness. Well, this well, is why you, the non-binary thing right. is picked up Exactly, so much, yeah. Right? Right. It's, mm -hmm. All you have to do is get a weird haircut and all of a sudden you're back in the game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, 100%. no, it's, it's true, right? They, they've installed all these expansion Which is packs, exactly why Lance is... It used to be, 
used to be like you had to be uh, yeah. gay, and now there's a bunch of other things you can be. There's like a bunch of expansive packs to LGB. Like <laughs> yeah. I used to be LGB. You know? I want to make one. Let's up. Can we make one up. Return to tradition, right? <laughs> but but, but you get my point. Where it's just let's, let's add vanilla. all these new ways for people to be unique. And, yeah, but, and that's but that's why the 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 graph that Lance was showing about left-handedness. left-handedness that's yeah. why it's all BS right. because it's not that there's an innate. A, a larger amount of people well, no, no. that feel comfortable coming no, out. It's, it, it's that he doesn't show you the earlier in it yeah. where it's the same level dips down and it keeps going straight level again. Fair enough. But so like they start from the bottom in history the and then make, and then make you think that's where it originally was right. when in actuality, someone responded to his post with the full chart and it yeah. shows throughout history. It's like 10%. Then there was a period where it dipped down and then went back to 10%. Yeah. <laughs> but his argument is that it's, it's, you know, Oh, people feel comfortable coming out and et cetera. It's not that people are actually members of the LGBTQ community and they feel comfortable coming out. It's that it has become a an identity that insulates you from criticism. If so, you have an of, LGBT identity, you can be you can call on your victimhood. I could argue their positions better than they could. Um, why do I think there's a big uptick in trans kids and all that stuff? First, I think social uh, contagion plays a huge role in it. Yep. But yep. I also think endocrine disruptors that we've known about for decades, it's all of our food. Name a food product and it's got plastic leaching into it. Yeah. All of it. So you're a mom, you're eating this stuff, it's going into your womb, into the baby, and the baby is having its endocrine system disrupted. I have. I don't know it anything about endocrine disruptors i heard about them but i have yep. no idea what they birth are control the is an endocrine disruptor some birth controls mm-hmm. masculinize baby uh, baby girls and then we know that pcbs phthalates in are leaching into our food mm-hmm. we i remember it was like 20 years ago they were talking about birth control leaching into the water supply because it couldn't be filtered out or something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Yep. so yep. like now we're seeing a whole bunch of dudes who are small effeminate or trans or women who are trans and i'm like yeah i mean that it makes sense we're we're dumping chemicals in our food yeah maybe we should consider something like that like going back to glass that's what we do look at this look at yeah. this everybody glass bottles rule you hear that that's a glass bottle and we reuse them because we are good stewards of the earth and we don't want to pollute all right i'm a cylon says elon hired a member of the world economic forum to be the ceo of twitter he took twitter away from the puppets fbi and gave it to the puppet master world economic forum just why it's all part of the plan don't you understand we're all gonna go live on mars it's the only way. Why don't you smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Do it. Head over to TimCast.com, become a member, because the members-only uncensored show will be live in about 10 minutes on the front page of TimCast.com. You can follow the show uh, at TimCast IRL basically everywhere. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Or do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, definitely. If you, uh, you want to go ahead and subscribe to the show, it's on all the major podcast platforms or in McIntyre Show. Also, the YouTube, uh, Rumble, Odyssey, I'm on all that stuff, Twitter, or McIntyre. Right on. My name is Seamus. Uh, I make cartoons. They're called Freedom Tunes. If you guys want to check that out, we're going to be uploading one tomorrow. And if you like me, if you like what I do, if you like the cartoons, become a member at freedomtunes.com. You'll get an extra cartoon each week, uh, as well as uh, extended cartoons. And uh, on top of that, you get behind the scenes stuff. I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you so much. And I love you. I am uh, Phil Labonte. I'm Phil That Remains on Twitter. Phil That Remains official on Instagram. The band is All That Remains, available on Spotify, Apple Music, pandora the youtubes go check us out we're heavy and i am surge.com that was a good one i'm excited for the after show you guys should become members and you should join and you can talk to us live all right everybody we'll see you all over at timcast.com 
We got people calling into the show again. We do this uh, Monday through Thursday. It's really, really fun. So thanks for being members and we'll see you all there. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.